Esperen. Oh. Yes, hello. This is Mark Ademus with the Sports Offensive. Uh, can you hear us? <laughs> I can hear you. Okay. Uh, interesting. We, we couldn't hear the intro song when we played it. Did, it. did it play for you at all? I did not hear it. Huh. We can try one more time. Yeah. All right. If everybody's out there listening, we'll give it one more shot. One more shot. All right. Hey, now. Good morning, sports fans. Yep. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Well, again, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Uh, Sorry for the little odd beginning. Uh, Not sure why the intro didn't actually play it was showing on our end but uh, i didn't hear anything so we were wanted to make sure that we were connected but uh since we've got nate dog of south dakota on the phone for the intro part uh must be working if he can hear us so uh thank you again for tuning into the show and happy almost thanksgiving uh, i don't know if there'll be a show next week it's really up to these fellows maybe we'll do an uh, evening show i don't know i'll be flying in the morning so uh you know we'll kind of see that to take that as it goes uh today we are looking forward to covering the mlb award season we're going to cover Le'Veon Bell actually not reporting to the Steelers Carmelo's incredibly short career with the Rockets and if you had a chance to see that ESPN meme on uh, Instagram it was pretty hilarious to see how much teams have paid him and how long he's been there especially the Hawks I think it's because they cut him but anyway it was crazy and uh, also want to check out Colin Football's uh, we call it Cream Puff uh, Saturday Cupcake Cream Puff whatever you want to do <laughs> cupcake it's Cupcake Saturday. Saturday except for a couple games and uh, of course we're going to run over the NFL's power matchups and if we have time we'd like to run over a little bit of the fantasy football season as we are winding down folks that is week 10 that is week 10 coming up or we just finished week 10 we just finished week 10 we're so in week, week 11, 11. Yeah. week 11 if you're more than three games three weeks playoff, left of the uh yeah, three weeks left of most people's regular seasons. And if you're not in the playoffs, uh, in the playoff hunt, then this is the time to play spoiler. Uh, don't pull a rusty and uh, and basically jettison your entire team because you're angry you didn't make the playoffs. Go ahead and stick it out and <laughs> keep some league integrity. That's what everybody's looking for. So I want to bring on my co-host, JP, and with our uh, sports offensive trivia question of the week, and how was the drive up in this soon-to-be snowy Saturday? Well, I'll tell you what, Mark Demas, it's always a great drive up from the city of Denver on a Saturday morning with no traffic. Uh, We are cloud-covered. It is raining and 40 down in the tech center at my place up here at the TSO North Studios. We're about to turn over to snow, and it's 33 degrees, and uh, we're going to get that snow kind of rain line moving south into the light snow showers. Nothing like the East Coast had on Thursday that basically shut down everything. A true nor'easter? Yes. Uh, I, I was looking on my Facebook page, and, like, we're shutting KFC down at 3 o'clock. We're shutting this down at 4 o'clock. No one was doing anything, and no one was going anywhere. Don't and you miss us having those snowstorms? I know, but there's a famous camel on one of the highways. I think it was I-78, the camel pulling up a, a trailer because the camel's on the trail. The camel had more more uh more more uh gumption and traction than the actual van that was carrying it that's so, a great little video it really is i'm i'm gonna get you right into the sports offensive trivia question of the week and it's a couple parter here it's gonna be interesting so what is the largest crowd to ever watch an nfl game live that's including preseason, regular season and the postseason 
And you know what? I, wow. when I look at the original question, uh, I, I actually saw some of these other, the secondary mm-hmm. questions, and it's kind of amazing. I mean, I guess you can say you wanted to be part of an event, and that's why yes. you went to a massive you know, and I actually added the other two on because I actually knew all the answers. <laughs> yeah, I know, it, it, but it just does not blow your mind that people want to be the you know last person in the gate, right? The highest seat, the worst seat in the house. It, uh, can you even really see the game anymore at that point? It depends on the stadium. Like at Beaver Stadium, there's not a bad seat, especially when they played Miami and the New Edition Open. I think they put 112,000. 748 or something like that in there what's new addition the name of the stadium no the new addition is uh the club level on the south end zone i opened up the oh. i opened up the uh, north the upper deck in the north end zone back when they beat cincinnati 83 to nothing um but they added the luxury boxes on and they opened that up against miami where tal Farrow, who was um partially um uh, uh he was partially um nude no, no, no. <laughs> what do you no. use? What do you use? <laughs> um, he, he got partially hurt on the field. nude. Is that what he said? <laughs> no, he he got hurt on the field, and um, he was he's he had he lost the feeling in his legs oh, and they, paralyzed. Paralyzed, paralyzed. I'm sorry. Uh, still early on here in Colorado for me. <laughs> um, but he's partially paralyzed. He came out and uh, got the crowd all revved up against Miami. Miami was highly ranked at that time. Penn State was too. And that's when they opened a new edition. They put like 112 plus thousand in there. So, but there's not a bad seat in, in, in at State State in Beaver Stadium. Yeah, so. maybe next week or the week after we'll get to the uh, trivia question of the most people to attend a college game, mm-hmm. and uh, that number is truly staggering yeah. and and almost bordering on ridiculous. So, uh, I was gonna say. Um, Hoping that this weekend is a big-time gambling weekend. Did okay last weekend with some very sneaky backdoor covers. Uh, had a very nice Monday and had a good Thursday, so mm-hmm. kind of back in the swing of things. I went on a torrential down, uh, not, a down not downpour, but down the drain kind of thing. I had three basically back-to-back, one okay week and then two You horrific. put your head in the toilet and flushed it. Yeah, I gave myself <laughs> a early. I don't know why I was so de- uh, destined to do so. I think it's because I forgot my own rule of betting only on the opposites because there was that one week where all the favorites won. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then it, it tends to make you think, Oh, maybe we're hitting a favorite stretch and you want to hit the favorites. And then all of a sudden you realize, Oh, I don't want to hit the favorite. Well, the college corner, we hit on our lock of the week. Right. Uh, West Virginia did beat up on their opponent. Like I said, this is where Will Greer is going to make his run for the Heisman if he ever does. And Tua is partially hurt right now. And they have to play. West Virginia has to get through Texas to, or West Virginia has to get through Oklahoma State today. Then they get Oklahoma next week. So this is when Wilbur makes his run. Now, Oklahoma's much better than Oklahoma State, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is when he makes his run. And, and West Virginia already beat Texas. Iowa State has to play uh, Texas today in Texas, which is another one on there. So he went with a push on one and a win on the other because I said the over, which we hit, but I lost on. Texas Tech beating Texas. Push on one. Your your pick of the week is is the key. Yeah. You know, and if you were to make a a guess right now, I know we're not into college football yet, but if you were just to make a guess, if if you had to pick your four teams that are going to make the playoff. Oh, boy, that's a, that's a loaded, loaded question. I know because you've got all the the conference (laughs) championships coming up, so things could could be fluid. Um, I can see that Alabama could be in trouble this weekend. They're playing Citadel. Mm-hmm. And they're only a uh, 56 point favorite. They're only 56. So uh, I'd be looking for an upset. <laughs> well, the whole the whole thing, and and, and Saban did uh, walk out of the press conference asking when they asked about Tua's injury because Jalen Hurt is still recovering from his ankle surgery that he had earlier. So they would 
if if Tua does go down, they have to go with a third string quarterback that has basically no. What? Wow. JP, why do they even schedule games like that? It's not an advantage for either team. Well, it has to be. I mean, why would they? They do it. They do it for a tune-up for Auburn. The Citadel gets a huge paycheck. To co- they get probably about a million to $2 million for their sports program to come in and play that game. Um, I'm with sure. Herb Street on this one. I think it's bad for college football because it takes the excitement out. The SEC and the ACC both did it this week. Basically. And, and look, Syracuse didn't because they're playing Notre Dame. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just – it's not a good look at the end of this – at the beginning of the season, sure, Penn State – always schedules a cupcake at the beginning, like Akron or somebody. But, you know, some of these games are just – you can't even get a line on them. I think you should have a so, cream beginning because you want to make who, sure that you have – yeah, that's the same thing that happens if you're on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it just, every time it starts up, I think it, the microphone kicks on, and that's why it scratches like that. So. Go ahead, Nate. Who decides this – well, who decides the schedule? I mean, does Alabama decide who they're going to play for the non-conference games? Is that their yeah, decision? Yeah, right. Yeah, the AD does and the coach does of who they want to bring in, so on and so forth. Um, we've moved away from all these games being played at the beginning of the year where we had September snoozers, is what I call them. Yeah, to right. Getting bigger matchups the first two or three weeks of this, this uh, of September where we have these huge non-conference games of these people playing each other, kind of like they're doing in college basketball now, where Duke just routed Kentucky by 40 with Zion going berserk in that game. And, uh, you know, Basically, they're scheduling now right before their arch rival as a really easy tune-up to actually go into that game. So, well, I know because my buddy you know, went to Alabama and he was a you know big fan of obviously of college football. Right. He talked about how when the I think it was the defensive coordinator went to Colorado State. Is that right? Uh, McElwain so or whatever. Coaches. Yeah, and. Then they played them the next year. Mm-hmm. And my buddy was like, oh, he always does that for former coaches, former whatever, and say, like, I'm going to try and help your program out. I'm right. going to bring a big-time school into you, and we'll come to your house, you know, and let you have fun. And I think it's because he knows that the chances of his boys not being ready or, or, or having a trap game is pretty small. Right. And actually, right. Colorado State went down there, and they got, a two, I think, a $2 million paycheck for the athletic program is what it was. Jeez. That's, the, that's the whole thing is these small schools are going to take the loss because they're going to get a payday. Right. You know, that's Yeah, I mean on, from their from their point of view it makes a lot of sense. I mean two million dollars that's that's probably more than they could spend in a year on their program at the Citadel. <laughs> so that's yeah, and, uh and it, I, I understand that. Just from a competition a standpoint, it doesn't make much sense. But it doesn't make much sense, but it you know, that two million dollars or a million dollars or whatever the Citadel's getting paid today, it's gonna basically fund their sports program for the next year. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. really how you have to Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and, and I totally know, understand that. I think it's interesting that like we should have CU do something like that and try and play nothing but huge programs and just get cash and then just save up to like upgrade facilities and whatnot, except that playing in the Pac twelve you're already playing big schools. Well, they, you're not the going to get got a for that. beautiful new facility up there. I don't know if you've been in it. Oh, I yeah, they do. I mean, yeah. They oh, it's, it's amazing. It, it's amazing. I, I, we, because we had to cover a lacrosse game indoors because of a, one of the fires or one of the snowstorms two years ago. And they have the new indoor facility. That's the football field. Then they have the whole, um, the whole facility is brand new. The where, weight room. Where is it? It's where the old parking lot used to be on the east side of the stadium. Um, they built a huge indoor structure there. That's where the in the northeast corner 
uh, where Ralphie runs, they put those little club seats in, and they have a whole – whoops, I thought I turned that down. They have a whole um, area there where the weight rooms are, the athletic offices are. Yeah, the uh, weight room the is incredible. Facilities. But yeah. where is the field? The, field, the big indoor field? Yeah. It's right next to Folsom. Like literally right where that parking lot, that parking lot isn't a parking lot anymore. They put the, the field, field houses. Yeah. It's right on the West side of the stadium. Wow. So no, 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 Nate, not the field house that the old field house is on the West side. The new field house is in the South like or the, the entire, Northeast corner. The entire parking structure. That was oh, across from, like, oh they have a new field house. Okay. I didn't know that. Next to the planetarium? Um, planetarium. No, player, not planetarium, yeah, yeah, the well, stadium. I'm yeah. Sorry, it's right next stadium, to the stadium. So, so if you're looking sta- North I'm and sorry, South, not the stadium, the, the basketball, uh, I guess I don't even call it stadium. Oh, yeah, now the uh, it's more towards um, where the open end zone was at, at 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 Folsom. It's on the northeast corner, is where they built all the new stuff. Wow, and I guess I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it in a long time. Man, I lived there for a long time, and I wouldn't <laughs> even thought there was enough room to put that. Oh, it's a, it's absolutely amazing what they did. I, they did a top notch job. And see you. Yeah, yeah, the weight room. I mean, that's got to be one of the best weight rooms in college football. I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. And CU needs one more win to get bowl eligible here, and they're playing Utah today. Well, isn't Utah's ranked uh, now? Utah's ranked, but they lost their starting quarterback. Oh, okay. When, when did they lose him? Uh, I believe it was two or three weeks ago. I'm not sure if he's back or what the situation was with that, but that's a tough game to try to bat. I think is it's it, is it in Folsom today, or is it in that's Utah? A good I think question. it's in Utah. I'm but not sure, actually. I'm, I'm not either. If it's I at keep... Folsom today, that's going to be a messy game. Woo. You better believe it. Yeah, it's really starting well, to come down. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just rain. It's rain right now, but. Yeah. It's it's raining down at your house? I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just about to get on 36. And it's oh, raining. Oh, okay. You're right there. That's where it, the rain picked up for me. Uh, it's at Colorado. Oh, it is. It's at, it's at Folsom today. 11.30 a.m. game. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Oh, I can watch the game before I hit the yeah, airport. Yeah, definitely. And Utah's favored by seven. <laughs> And uh, the over/under on that one right now is forty-seven and a half. Huh. Oh, so you didn't give us your ten teams or your four teams? Oh, my four teams. Well, no matter if Alabama loses to Georgia, you have to put Alabama in. No, you, you just can't. And if Georgia beats Alabama, even though they have the lo- that loss to LSU, you have to put Georgia. In. And Clemson runs the table; they're going to be undefeated. You have to put Clemson in. Now you have to look at Michigan and Notre Dame. What does Notre Dame do against Syracuse today? Because they got USC next week, and Michigan is going to have Ohio State next week. What happens if they falter? Now you have a bunch of what ifs. What happens if Michigan gets left down if Notre Dame runs the table? Now everyone's going to be screaming and yelling over at Michigan, saying we're the Big Ten champs. Why aren't we in? Well, you know what? uh, What about Oklahoma? Oklahoma's right there, too. They're going to have to play West Virginia uh, next week. Um, there's a lot of what-ifs could happen here um, in the next two weeks, today and next weekend, of what might happen to this Final Four. There's a lot of what-ifs. So I'd love to watch Kyler Murray against that Alabama defense. That would be a that fun game fun. to watch. Yeah, that would be fun. But your contention, then, is that Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia most likely will be in the tournament, no matter what. Yes. Oh. Then, uh, I'll tell you what. If, if Alabama looks Georgia, then Georgia, I don't think it's in. 
if Georgia beats Alabama in the championship game. Oh, well, then who would go in? Well, let's just say Georgia loses since Alabama if, hasn't lost. If Georgia loses and Michigan runs the table, you might get Notre Dame, Michigan, Clemson number two, um, Alabama number one, which you would have the first round of the playoff. Wait, Notre, Alabama, Dame, Notre Dame Michigan. and Michigan would be the two besides? Yeah, if, uh, if Michigan runs the table and wins the Big Ten, and um, and if Notre Dame goes in undefeated, which they look like they should, barring they're, they're undefeated still. Yeah, barring Syracuse pulling off the upset today, which they're more than capable of. They almost beat. They hung with Clemson at Clemson this year. They beat Clemson last year in the dome, and they've got a great. Uh, they got a great coach and a great quarterback. Is uh, that Nagel in? Or, is that in the Carrier Dome today? That's in Yankee Stadium. Oh, it is interesting. Yes. Yep, that's one of the neutral games that so they have. So what you would say is that for sure is Alabama and Clemson yes. are going. Yeah, the other two spots are still open. Two spots are open. If 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 they if Notre Dame and Michigan run the table, Notre Dame will get three because they beat Michigan. Michigan would get four, which leads the opening opening round matchup of Michigan and Alabama playing each other, and that comes down to Michigan's defense, which might hold Alabama to 23 points, but can Michigan score on Alabama just like you saw LSU get shut down and Mississippi State get shut Man, down? Man, that was embarrassing. I mean, that LSU game was just <laughs> pathetic. I mean, Oh, it was. I, we were expecting like this, this matchup and everything. You kind of called it, though. You kind of said that you didn't think there would really be that good of a game. Well, I, I said from a defensive standpoint, you're going to be looking at the lowest point total Alabama's going to get held to all year, and then Mississippi Mississippi State, is amazing. It is. And then Mississippi State held them to 23 the next week. But they no, no one could score any points on Alabama's defense. So that shows you how good is Alabama's defense and how much are we underrating them. How good do you think Alabama could be next year, assuming they didn't get a single recruit? Oh, they'd still be number one. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Think? And right now, I think in Alabama, with a healthy Tua, an Alabama team could probably beat the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I'll, I'll never. I know you'll I'll never. That, I'll know you'll never honestly, go with that. They, they might. I, I think you and me and Mark and Brian and Rickner could probably throw together a team and fucking give the Raiders a run for their money. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be the. I get to be the place picker because I've never gotten to kick field goals and I like to try doing that. I don't think I could do it, but no, it's fun it's, to I used to try, man. It's something different. I'll if we win, John Gruden has to go back to TV. If we win, Gruden has to give us a million dollar of his salary. <laughs> I don't get that money. By the way, everybody out there, uh, thanks for listening in. If you could do us a huge favor and go to Facebook and like us, go to Twitter and follow us. You can find us at both under the handle at the SPT Offensive. Also, you can find us on Instagram. There we're under the handle the Sports Offensive with underscores between the words. You can head to our station website at thesportsoffensive.com. At that point, you can learn about us and our shows and listen to the current and prior episode. Again, that is at thesportsoffensive.com. What is that noise? I must be coming from, J- from Nate Carr. <laughs> um, it is, sorry. You can also catch us live via the Blog Talk Radio on our site, again, at thesportsoffensive.com, or you can go to Blog Talk Radio directly. You can also check us out on demand at Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, and as an iTunes podcast. And, JP, you told me this morning we just got added to Stitcher University. Is that right? Yeah, Stitcher University. I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's a podcasting community um, with tips and all this other stuff about, uh, you know, promoting your show. Great. It's got, it looks like 1.5 or one fifteen thousand followers or something like that already hey, anything we can do to help uh, help get the word out is, is always going to be worth it 
We'd also like you to go to our website so you could check out some of our show's best supporters at Idiot Cult T-Shirts, Health Guru, EK Fit, and the Space Savers at Operation Organize. You can find them and their links and pages all on our site. We love callers, so go ahead and give us a ring at 929-477-3204. Again, 929-477-3204. If only we could come up with a show number that was like 1-800-OFFENSIVE or something like that. It would be so much easier for people to call. It really would. Because I don't know how anybody's going to remember that number, 929-477-3204. Yeah, we don't get to pick that number. It's not like a number where we can go and pick it. I mean, we could break it down phonetically to see what the letters are actually on that number. You know what? That should be our goal for next week. It should. Come up with an an acronym. An acronym. That says what we're saying there. So it's going to be a little tricky with 929 because that's going to be (laughs) 929. Nine big boob. Well, and and nine is like let's see, nine is what uh, X W X Y Z, I think. Yeah. So wax maybe wax something. Uh, I don't know where we're going with this one. <laughs> wax that uh, can. Um, I mean you have to use wax A as long as you know. Yeah, I, boy, that's going to be tricky. But we'll try and figure out something. Maybe nine two nine, and then and then a word. We, we, that is, that's going to be our goal for next week or the week after is to get a. Uh, not an, I guess it wouldn't be an acronym. I don't know what you would call that. A. Um, what did you call it? I just said let's make up a. <laughs> you said something though. Well, I, I, I just remember a. Uh, I know. I, I remember an episode of um, Two and a Half Men where it was. Uh, eight five five old the gobby hobby or something <laughs> like that. He I had to make something up off the top of his head how he remembered people's numbers. I don't know if you remember on that those episodes and he would say this number was KL five. Yeah, something. Now you know why they say that, right? Because KL five is five five five. So maybe that's what we should call ours. We we'll call ourselves KL five, and it won't make any sense to anybody, but it would be fun and, and interesting. Not that enough people call in. You guys need to get off your lazy patooties and call into this show live, even though I know so many of you listen to On Demand because you've yeah, got to hear our sexy voices. Uh, well, and you know. the other thing is, is we've got a lot of people in tree stands hunting deer right now. It's, it's you know, uh, depending on where we are in the country, not to mention kids are playing hey, sports on Saturday there's, morning. There's Bluetooth. Bluetooth there are headsets, Bluetooth. You know, come on, priorities. I mean, at, 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 at somebody's wedding um, that was on a Flyers at a Tampa Bay hockey game, we were trying to find satellite radio to all have a, <laughs> a headset on during the ceremony. <laughs> I wonder how many guys actually bring up to their wives when they start talking about wedding dates and be like, well, let's try and avoid this, this, and this, because I swear that's where women gravitate to are the worst possible weekends because they're the cheapest. Well, my parents' uh, 50th anniversary, by again, happy 50th anniversary, mom and dad, was back September, but I went home in October for it. Uh, they, I was like, you better have a TV because the Eagles are playing the Panthers. I mean, how, how do you have a party in the middle of an Eagles game? <laughs> well, that's a little different. <laughs> I was thinking more of the person that does it on uh, Memorial, uh, not Memorial Day, Labor Day weekend, when all the drafts are, even though all the food in my leagues have started to decide they can take vacations on that weekend and yeah. make it make it hard on everybody else to do it on a Wednesday afternoon. And be home at three o'clock on a work day because you can't, you know, get a whole Saturday afternoon. <laughs> uh, and, and and think ahead. But like the guy who had a world, you know, like a, a the World Series or the Super Bowl or you know that kind of stuff. It's like why would you ever schedule a wedding in yeah. late January, early February? Why would you ever even because consider? those things aren't important to them. <laughs> But, I mean, as a man, what are you doing not even thinking about that, saying, you know what, baby, I love you to death. Let's do March 1st. 
you know? Yeah. Or let's do let's do let's do uh, on Valentine's Day or whatever. You know, you could do something like that if you wanted to be special, but not interfere with, you know, the two biggest like sports weekends in the year, which is just silly. But you know, I guess if you don't want, if you don't want a whole bunch of people to attend your wedding, then uh, you can go that route. So uh, <laughs> let's trivia question. Uh, oh, so New Jersey, which is where the first legalized gambling has come in, and I told you guys. When I was out there for a sales conference, I could not log on to Bovada to bet because they were blocking it. All it said outage every time. Not that it doesn't. I mean, sometimes it says outage anyway on Bovada, but out there I could never get it to log in at all. And JP, I was going to ask you about. So yesterday, when I was in my boss's office for chatting, and he said I saw you know because he doesn't do a lot of gambling or he doesn't follow sports obsessively. He just right. kind of follows his. <laughs> Oh, what you got going on over there, Nate? I, I think he just got <laughs> I here. Think so too. I can I hear some people. We're going to see your torso walking right past the, the, the TSO North Studio windows here in a second. And, you better have uh, pants on. So he was. Uh, I forgot my pants today. <laughs> he was asking me what the spread was in the Alabama game. For today? Uh huh. Oh, and I couldn't. You know, we found it online by searching just Google. Right. But Bovada didn't have Alabama on there. There isn't a line because it's a Citadel. It's basically, there's no line on the game. This what? is like a. Uh, uh, so it's, too, it's considered too much of a lock yeah. to make it be, let it have a line? The line would be, have to be. Because I wanted to go throw points. whatever cash I've got in my account it's on the money like, line for Alabama. Idaho, Florida doesn't have a line. Now, there's some places that will give you a line. Okay. Um, it just it all depends. So, um, but usually, like, if I look on the ESPN app right now, there would be no line. Wow. That's just so unfair because, I mean, I guess they're thinking, why let people bet on, on a no-doubter? But I'd love to. Like I said, even if it's, like, negative, like, 1700 I'd still throw yeah. everything I got on Alabama on the money line, even if I only make $12 or $4, whatever. Plus, if you're, like, playing, in F- if you're playing an FCS school, a football champion series school, which was, used to be Division One AA, um, you never get a line on those because they're not in the same – like they're not division one and division one double a isn't or you know or fbs and fcs isn't so is that what happens thing. when alabama uh, Ala, um, appalachian state plays somebody no appalachian state is now an fcs or fbs oh they got bumped up they got bumped up they okay. they got bumped up well they beat uh michigan that one year. they beat michigan yeah they and beat so michigan they they, they were, actually have a pretty decent football they've beaten some other people were they too. still a triple a club when they beat Michigan? Or an FCS? Oh, yeah, they were FCS all the way when they beat Michigan. Is that okay. the same year that uh, Montana State beat CU? Um, you know what? It, I, 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 I can tell you this. I was working at the tap room in Vail, so it was probably 2006 because we made a Michigan fan sit in the corner with a dunce hat on. <laughs> <laughs> he was a regular at the That's bar, great. and he literally had to sit in the corner. <laughs> uh, classic. You got to do what you got to do. I agree. I agree. Hey, welcome up to the show, Thanks, buddy. fellas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I brought, little, I brought you a little something just I in see case. That. Nice. <laughs> but uh, for the for New Jersey, they're now at six hundred million dollars in the first four and a half months of legalized. Bravo, bravo! I have to clap for that. Yeah. That's how much has been bet, or that's how much they've profited. It says it has seen six hundred million in bets. Okay. But I think they only take live bets. I don't think they take like internet or. Or other kind of bets. I don't so, think they're allowed to. I don't think. Yeah, I right. think you have to yeah. do it in state. It's just like right. proposition, whatever it was uh, a couple years ago with the racetrack in Aurora, yeah. Aurora, the Rapa oh. Park, where they wanted to build the hotel, the casino, and upgrade the racetrack, which would have been great for the state, but everybody voted it now. Well, uh, because they convinced everybody through the advertising campaign that it was all, it was 
out of state money. It was out. Profits were going to go out of state. Right, right which and they like, weren't going to all go because that's what happened up in the Poconos when um, they took over uh, Pocono Downs and upgraded everything. It brought in a lot of jobs to the Poconos all year round. And it brought a lot of money into the well, right. that place is packed. everybody who works there is a local yeah. person. And then everybody, every company around there that benefits mm-hmm. is a local company. I mean, yeah, I guess you can say I'd like the rich person to be part of the state. But then again, would you really want that to be the rich people in Colorado? That's Coors. I mean, what has Coors ever done for anybody? Uh, a little couple. I got a little ins- couple of inside stories about it, some of the daughters. Oh, <laughs> they were so, in money. other words, they've done something nice for JP. Yeah, so, yeah so that's, that's, that's a little too particular. So, but, uh, but not to me directly. I, you know, I just he think was just watching. I guess the only other thing is Anschutz. Is that the only other? Maybe the Staplesons. Who are rich families in Colorado? The Anschutz. Well, oh yeah, the, the Bolins, right? The Bolins. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, um, I, I don't know if you Pearl count Martin? the guy that owns the Nuggets. They don't live Ron here. Do they yeah. live well, here? I mean, Cronky, yeah, Cronky owns the uh, the Nuggets, the Avalanche. He owns the Rams. He owns your, uh, and Manchester, Manchester United. United. Yeah. I, or no, Arsenal. 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 He tried to he, he tried to get actually into. I don't know where he lives. lives. So it's a I, good think, I think he live, might live in St. Louis. I think his son lives here because he helps out with the Nuggets, right? I Isn't think his son lives office? here and, and works in the front office. I, I, I had a friend's son from Arizona State. Um, so I knew, that was an intern for him, and I think his son does it's work. Josh, yeah, Josh I think, I think Cronky, it's Josh. Right? Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is, I need to talk to my dad about purchasing a team out here, so I have something to do, <laughs> and I can go ahead and manage and GM that team. Yeah. You know, that'd be fun. I'd love to be a general manager, man. Stapleton, oh. that you know, that's that was like a Ku Klux Klan guy. Oh, was his dad or the? The no, this the Stapleton neighborhood or the airport is named after a guy that was like a white supremacist. I mean, I guess that's not a huge surprise because Gunnison used to be overrun with whites. They still have, I think, a, a well, campus up there. Well, I think he did. There. You know, I'm not sure. Like as far as his philanthropy went, I think he did some things for right. the city. You know, well, I, but wanted, like, I don't think was he that was Walker, a very good guy. Is that Walker Stapleton's like grandfather? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they got to have the money from somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. And I've seen those pictures of when the planes used to go on the tarmac thing that went right over the freeway. Mm-hmm. That must have been a hell of a sight to I used drive to fly underneath in. planes. Yeah, we used to fly into Denver every year in Stableton. We used to take ski trips when I was a kid. Um, yeah, it was crazy, man, flying into like the city, like and right into the city. How much nicer would that be to go to the airport? It must be. I mean, it had to be a close drive from here. Like, what? 20 oh, minutes, yeah. maybe Dude, that, 15 minutes. What yeah, they what they close. did to that whole old airport with um all the all the uh, houses and condos and townhouses they built is actually amazing. It's cool. It really is. Yeah. Like just... one of the old control towers is part of a place called the Punchbowl Social. Mm-hmm. It's like um It's a good name. It's yeah, it's like a it's a bar but they have like activities. So right. They have like bowling, I think, yep, and they have so. like shuffleboard and ping pong oh, okay. and a lot like of stuff to do. So it's kind of like an activity bar. You know, you go with a group of people and you play games and such like yeah. that. But anyway, yeah, the one out in Stapleton, one of the old control towers yep. is part it's of it. right there. And United, I don't know if they're their, utilizing it. Or they're not. going to. They're yeah. actually going to have. They're going to be able to. You're going to be able to go up there and actually tour it. Okay. Cool. And kind of, they're going to restore it kind yeah. of the way it used to look, and you're going to be able to tour it. Yeah, it looks what fun. I found I mean, now that it's a whole planned down community and it's really awesome to look at when you're going around there because i'm up there a lot actually so and you look with a 
And yet there's still a smile on your face, even though you know what that sound is. <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, did the tire get popped? What's going on? As a mist comes over the soundboard. We need, yeah, we don't have any bubbles. <laughs> um, Nothing in the Rattler today? I don't know if, uh, so you don't, you didn't see it, but I posted it with JP, or JP saw it on Facebook. That, so there's a property that came across Redfin, and you know, that I was like, oh, here's a property you might like. It's a small one-bedroom, one-bath condo uh it's nice yeah well, they're it's, beautiful it's nice but it's small it's, it's, it's about 800 towers. square feet maybe yeah and it was the fifth floor it's four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars with a 380 dollars hoa what kind of a sucker are you if you paid that kind of money for about 800 square feet of with no backyard and nothing else i mean it's the glass towers and you're right downtown that better come with, <laughs> that better come with glory holes yeah exactly <laughs> Better come with a com- you know with a complimentary you know blowjob every single day. I mean that's just ridiculous, dude. But yeah, it's, what, it's a, just, what a sucker you are if you pay for that. The thing is, people are willing to pay it. It's the glass towers, man. I, I, I even I'm knew sure. I knew people the gla- before I moved in. even moved back out here in 2011. I knew what the glass towers were because I was looking at places just to rent for a month until I could find a place that <laughs> I wanted, and it was ex- outrageously expensive. I'm like. This is one of the coolest buildings I've ever seen with all the amenities. It is cool. And you're right down there with Coors Field. You're right down there by um, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Irish pub, Fidaga. What's the Irish pub down there? Well, the Irish pub, the Chop House, everything right down there. I just don't think I would ever enjoy living somewhere where you had to walk into a lobby. And I, I'm sure it's a prestige thing. It's like they, people like it, like the rich people. They want to go somewhere where you've got a doorman and you've got yeah, and you're recognized, oh, yeah. and, you're recognized and treated. Yeah, right. you know, yeah, but I mean, like, it's also like, and I'm sure I guess at, at that level of cost, they probably are very, very uh, adamant about protecting your privacy yeah. and not letting people know what happens. But I just wouldn't want to, every time I came home, have somebody see when I came home, when I came in, when I left and, what I was doing, and I, I guess I just never would be into that, no matter how prestigious it seemed. But I guess, it, well, I guess if you have that kind of money, maybe you don't have to worry about that kind of thing because you, you can buy people don't. off. I don't know. Not that, not that four hundred thousand is insane. I mean, there's a lot of houses around right. here for four, for three eighty. So I don't know. Just still seemed like a ridiculous price well, to pay I mean, for one room. You, you got to think. I mean, that's what people pay to live in the, the heart of the city. You know, if right. you go to New York City, people for. for Terribly smaller apartments are paying even million more. Bucks, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> million bucks, yeah, million bucks. Downtown Manhattan, just because you want to live in downtown Manhattan. You know? Yeah, and that's 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 the I appeal. Guess downtown you, Manhattan, see, I understand. You're not, you're not that type of person that that appeals to you. you no, know? no. You know, the right person has to have that appeal to them. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of things about it, right? Well, I mean, first of all, if you work downtown, I mean, it really makes, makes a lot it of sense. It makes it, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think a lot of those people that have that money, it's a status thing for them more than yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, like I got a loft down on Blake Street. Let's go down, watch the Coors game, you know, the Rockies game for three <laughs> innings, sit in my box, and then we'll run over to the <laughs> loft and have a couple bottles of Cristal, <laughs> and uh, if, if I then we'll hop on the private plane. If okay. I had that kind yeah. of money, I'd, I'd have a house down in Castle Rock, and I'd have a, I'd have a, uh, an apartment downtown. Just so I could stay down. You just kind of fi- you just kind of figure the people in there have last names like Kensington or Kennedy or uh, yeah or what 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 are some other rich idiot names Rothschild you know, Rothschild ah they 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 own the building yeah right <laughs> they're on they're on the they're right. on the top level Morgan I, now I would enjoy living on that top floor at the at Pepsi Center where Cronkies have you know living yeah. apart or have 
mm-hmm. residents. That that I could enjoy. That's pretty that's cool. Pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah. Plus, how great would it be to just like walk over to watch anything that's happening right. in the stadium that that day? And that's I mean, where their offices are too. I mean, yeah. they must have. I mean, that Pepsi Center has concerts like every almost every other night, and has, they do. Uh, you know, Cirque du Soleil and stuff like that. So that would be awesome because then you could always go watch that. But of course, at that point, you're so rich that you're going to whatever you want to anyway. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I would enjoy living downtown like that if I had money to actually go do something. Very true. It's not you cheap know, to go downtown. I can't go down to do anything now, <laughs> let alone if I was living in that place. So. Yeah, it's it's not it's not cheap just whatsoever. The, just the cocktails alone, my Are, goodness, it's yeah, insane. Be like going to the we, chandelier bar every time where you're paying twenty seven bucks a drink. Yeah, we went to um, it's called uh, like a speakeasy. Oh yeah, so my cool. wife and I. Uh, and yeah, it's cool, right? It's kind of like hidden. It has yeah. like a hidden entrance and all that, and then and you bring your own booze, right? Uh, not this type of place. No. Oh, okay. I thought that was speakeasy. Yeah, I think that is like traditionally you did bring your own booze, but I don't know. These have the you know have all these crazy cocktails and such. But I mean, dude, they were like fifteen bucks minimum for a cocktail. You know, yeah. like fifteen to twenty five for just one drink. <laughs> oh, so like, was like, like buying a beer at Coors Field. Yeah, right. Exactly. I just can't get over the concession costs of things now. I mean, like at movies, I'm actually to the point now where I've stopped buying concessions, even though I love to get popcorn at the movies because. My God! I mean, six dollars for a small thing of popcorn, and then seven dollars for a small drink. A month drink? supply of popcorn for six dollars yeah, at the store. Yeah, it's just they—they're going to have to start either either dropping their prices or let people bring things in because that's going to be the next thing that's going to stop people from going to the movie. I told you the uh, the story about the woman busting me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. I mean, how how old am I? Right, going to the movie. I've <laughs> never ever had anyone say anything to me before. So, you know, Joanne and I, we always go to the gas station or the grocery store. It's just cheaper to get our snacks, right? Of course. So we, well, and uh, you've got a lady with a purse that can hide the stuff. Yeah, which is funny. I don't know why I didn't put it in her purse. That's how smart I am. But I uh, I had a Gatorade, you know, a bottle of Gatorade, just like one of the smaller bottles, and just put it, I had like cargo shorts, put it down in there. And we're walking in, you know, to hand tickets to the lady. She's probably in her 60s or 70s. She looks at me and she goes, puts that in your pocket <laughs> and kind of gives me the stink eye. And I was like, Oh, it's just water, you know? And she goes, let me see it. I was like, no. <laughs> so what happened? She's like, I can't let you go in with, with, you know, until I see what that is. So I pulled it out and she's like, you can't take that in, sir. Wow. Why would you care, right? If you're working, making, making, you know, what's the minimum wage here? Ten ten. So yeah. you're making probably ten ten. Yeah. Why so would you care? I I just. It's like those ushers. The car. It's like the <laughs> ushers at Rockies games who won't let you go sit in the the good seats with your crappy ticket when it's like in the seventh inning of a blowout and there's no one sitting down there, and you're like, do you not realize that you're actually like convincing people not to buy tickets and come back to these games by being like that, by being petty like that? Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder how I ever walked in the uh, um, um, sports authority field when it was called that uh, for an Eagles game with touchdown Jameson under my belt in my, in my pants that game. What's, what's a touchdown Jameson? Touchdown Jam- Oh, you didn't know. You never hung out at CU with me and the boys <laughs> in the student section. Touchdown Jameson. Every time CU scored a touchdown, we'd had to do a shot. <laughs> so touchdown Jameson was right here. And then we all would put beers around our belt, yeah. and we walk in and then stand in the student section. I remember my buddy that I used to work with. He gave me his because he doesn't use it anymore. But when he used to go to the same same Alabama guy, 
and it was like a it's like it looks like a fanny pack, but you wear it inside your pants, and mm-hmm. it, and you wear it around your midsection, and you fill it with booze, and it's got a straw that comes up through yep. your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's the old That's ski pole trick. Like, There's a tap on the end of the ski pole. The oh right. Guy wiped oh, down. My God, wipes really? down the Poconos. He's like, here, take a shot. Help. Thanks for helping me up. We're like, what? He's like, there's a cap. I'm like. Okay. <laughs> Both his ski poles were filled with booze. Wow. I wonder how much booze you would get. You'd probably get a good amount. Yeah. Oh yeah, at least a bottle. Wow, that's great. That's brilliant. I mean, wow, wonders never cease. Yeah, man. they don't, man. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> People want to get hammered. They're gonna find a way. Yes, they are. Uh, so anyway, that was just interesting about the gambling thing. Yeah. I, I I I am not sure if I will be happy when it comes to Colorado. Because I wonder if they'll block or find ways to make it really hard to do any other kind of gambling or any other site gambling, you know, internet-wise. Because yeah, I'd imagine they probably would. Because don't you have to kind of in Jersey? Did you have to enter an address or anything like that? No, when, it when just it immediately once, said outage. Oh, just it's just literally IP address of where you were logging into. I think that's what it was. That's got I'm, I'm not sure how that stuff works, but right. so maybe maybe it was just a coincidence. I don't know, but I, it sure I, was weird I, that I could never get you, logged you on. Probably, to on the World you were probably you were probably logged on to uh, the Wi-Fi in the hotel. The Wi-Fi in the hotel is an IP address. That's right. But I'm trying to think that when we were at dinner, though, you were just I would have been on my LTE, yeah, yeah or whatever you, you call that, yeah. the the network. So mm. it still couldn't do it. And it really bummed hmm. me out because I wanted to bet on the World Series. You know, right. actually, probably a good thing I didn't it wasn't able to since they got you know. Well, never mind. It was a sign from above. <laughs> yeah, I was trying. Someone was trying to save me money. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we uh, finally did have the baseball awards come yes. out, and I I don't know if Rookie of the Year happened yet. I hadn't seen that one. I, I didn't see. Know. I didn't see yeah, that one yet either. It happened. It did. did it happen? Yeah, okay. and it was who we so, thought. So it was Acuna, and it was Otani. Uh, Otani. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least at least we were close. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do so well. I mean, we did okay on these, but we didn't do as close as I kind of thought, you know, we would be. We were all way off on manager, I think. Uh, you might have said Atlanta, but. I said it um, as my second choice. But, yeah. yeah. Mm. How Craig Council didn't win, I, I, I kind of think it's a disservice to him. I do, too. I mean, what an yeah. amazing season. And I know you're not supposed to count the postseason in it. Right. And so I guess you could say who was a less expectant team going into the season, and maybe it was Atlanta. Milwaukee won the division, right, with the playoff game? They did. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get that. I don't yeah. understand that. I mean, maybe, maybe they thought the the East is a tougher division with the, I don't know, the Washington stunk. I mean, the Phillies were good, but, yeah, I I, I don't understand. I, I don't disagree. I don't agree with that. Pitt. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't either. But, I mean, congratulations to yeah. to Brian Snitker. Snitker? Is that his Snitker. name? What a name. Wow. Snitker. Rolls right Snitker. off the tongue. Snitker. Snitker, that's it. And uh, so Bob Melvin won in the AL. Yeah. I think awesome. somebody called that. One of you. I don't think it was me. No? No. I thought it, it was me. You. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I thought it was either going to be Cora or... Uh, I, I thought, think I said Cora. I thought Cora was yeah. a lot. I thought Cora was a yeah, lot. How, 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 how did he not win? Winning the World Series. I, I mean, best season in the history of the team and I all mean, that Granted, the team is great. But still, huh, yeah, he had, had a manager. Held off the Yankees, <laughs> and he was a rookie manager, yeah. and all that. But and Bob Melvin, to the third time, I didn't realize he'd won it twice before. Long time ago. Yeah, was it yeah, was it with the it. Brewers? Who was it with that he won the? I thought one time was with the A's. It might have been. That with sounds the about A's. right. But it was a long time A's. ago, like his first run with the A's during the Moneyball thing. Yeah. Well, no, that was Moneyball. Was Art Howe? Art Howe. Oh, I'm sorry. But he did get fired after that Moneyball season. That's so. right. Right. 
it is, that is such a good movie oh, to watch. Right. And you think about how that team did so well, and it still couldn't do couldn't survive the playoffs. I mean that that team, the, those A's teams with their ability to go the first two wins in the division round of a series and then lose it is just unbelievable. And I feel horrible for the for the fans. I mean, how do you do that twice, three times in a row? But just um, it's just like Buffalo Bills, you know. Yeah. Yeah, at least the Buffalo Bills made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, the A's couldn't get past that first round. And it was always a team yeah, you really A's, wanted them to be. The A's played in the World Series plenty of times. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. But they fact, haven't been that there, was one of our trivia questions. <laughs> but they haven't been there since, the, or since they beat the Giants, right? We're correct. Yeah, that's yeah. a long time. 80 was the Dodgers, Dodgers, yeah. Dodgers A's, and then A's yeah. beat the Giants the next year. Yeah. That was the earthquake year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so wild. Cause I didn't actually see that part of the game. I'd just gotten home from school off the bus, and I walked in, and all I had was the please stand by sign. You're like, oh, where's the World Series? Yeah, my sudden, dad came in. I remember I was watching it. My dad came <laughs> in. He's like, what's going on in here? You know, And I was like, I don't know. It was like the commentators were talking, and then all of a sudden it just went like all crazy. Yeah. And these days, I'll bet you the you know the systems are so reinforced to the point where you probably get to see everything that was happening without the signal cutting out. You know, is this really rare to have a signal drop these days for anything? It is. It would make it. I'd say it, I, something would have to happen to the power. because right. they're not probably going to be have the backup gen backup generators will fire on, but not until the power source gets cut. Do you, yeah. you guys have you seen how they? Because you know, I guess this was actually one of Tesla's desires way back when he was around but that they have actually figured out how to pass electricity through lasers now and when they perfect the technology there won't be any more power lines Mm. so no more fires from that i think it'll all be lasers and the lasers will transport the power Mm. and if they can really get that figured out then we can do a lot more solar and wind power because then that power can be directly conducted into the power grid and i guess right now one of the problems is the power from those kind of things it dissipates as they send it along the line to get mm. onto the main grid. So you could say, hey, we could do the entire desert area of Arizona and New Mexico where no one's ever going to right. live, and we could do unbelievable number of solar panels, but the problem is that power dissipates in, for some reason as it goes out unless you put it into batteries, but then you have to transport the batteries, which ends up taking up more carbon fuel than you're saving by not using coal or right. gas. So It's interesting I, that you bring that up. I saw an article, uh, I think it was yesterday, on uh, nuclear fusion and so i don't know if you guys know much about it but i mean it could be you know like kind of an unlimited resource of energy for you know if we were able to tap into it um so anyway you know that being said you need to be able to create these just like incredible temperatures so uh in order to get nuclear fusion you have to have a temperature of at least 150 million degrees celsius that's it yeah, okay. So, so like, in the bucket. So, center center so, of the sun, center of the sun, 15 million degrees Celsius. Wow. So 10 times what, what the center now of the sun is. Here's the question is, do you have to sustain that temperature, or is that how you start the reaction, and then you don't need that I think that that's how you start the reaction. Okay. So I've heard of nuclear fission almost being similar to uh, fusion, perpetual motion. This is different. Fission and fusion are different. Oh, you said fission. No, this is fusion. Oh, you're talking about okay. So you're talking about merging chemicals. Yes. Or atoms, I guess. Yes. But that's that's supposed to be the perpetual motion, right? The unlimited 
like where you would never run out of or would never the chain reaction would never stop. Correct. If you, as long as you kept that's why I fuel. said it's it's like an unlimited source of power. And that's how they will talk. I think they talked about that for like if they if we were doing like interstellar travel. Sure. So the Chinese they were able to get their little nuclei or whatever you want to call it their ball of energy up to a hundred million degrees. Hundred million. So I mean they're still quite a ways off from what is needed. But the fact that they were able to design a receptacle and suspend this ball of matter in it and be able to bring it to that temperature is incredible to me. Like, don't you think that would just melt everything around? (laughs) You'd think it would. (laughs) There's got to be, I guess there's got to be metal structures or compositions that don't. uh... That don't degrade under heat. Well, I mean, how hot does the space shuttle tiles get when it enters the atmosphere? Hot. (laughs) I wonder if it's just like around that temperature or not. I have no mm, idea. I don't think it's quite that hot. So, but I, I don't know how and how do you create that kind of heat? Yeah, I guess you could just put it downtown, ready in my hometown in the middle of summer, and get pretty close. Yeah, but, no, I, yeah, right. <laughs> other than that, I don't know how they do it, man. I didn't read into. They didn't have much about how it worked. They showed the receptacle that they do it in, and it looks like a freaking old like submarine, like sitting on end. Yeah. You know, it's just this crazy, thick, thick metal huh. uh, container. So, you, I mean, you have to make it so that it doesn't lose any heat or dissipate any heat over time. But, yeah, what would you do to heat it up? I get coils, I guess? I don't know, man. I don't know. Boy. But I don't think coils could stay, keep their shape at that time. Right. You would yeah. think, right? They start to yeah. melt or something. I don't know. I do know that for light bulbs, you know, the first light bulbs that Edison made, so you know how when you look at a light bulb back in the day, the ones that, you know, you could always tell when a light bulb had blown because you could shake it and you could hear that little yeah. piece running around. The That's filament. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The filaments used to be cardboard. Yeah. It's amazing to think that they didn't just burn. I mean, eventually they did. Eventually they burned up and that was like they caught fire and that was the end of your light bulb. Yeah. That was before when we were born. But I just thought that's amazing to think that you could actually get a piece of cardboard to glow red hot and create light but not burn. Many, many moons ago. Yeah. I just, I just, scientists are amazing. I just wish yeah. I was that smart. That's just cool what they can do. Yeah. It's incredible, man. Yeah. They said, you know, if the, the plasma that's created, if it does touch the wall, it messes things up. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I know the rumor is that uh, the lightsabers and the spaceship, spaceship windows in Star Wars were all plasma. But that that would be the only thing that could like could could work because you know it couldn't be a laser sword right because a laser just keeps going, and there's and they're, they're not solid right they're just they're ethereal and then but like windows like the windows on the space shuttle and stuff like the, the reason they're so small is because of all the pressure and everything and like mm-hmm. how easy it would be for them to, like to shatter but if they they can make some of them out of plasma which is I don't really know what plasma is I know it's a fourth state of matter but I don't really understand like what it is but for whatever it is they can make light they can make windows out of that that are like almost impenetrable. But they can't. Those are even smaller, so they're like like a little, you know, kind of doing that OK symbol with your finger or whatever. That's kind of about how big they can make them. But anyway, cool stuff, man. I'd again, I'd love to be a scientist. Amazing, dude. Amazing what humankind has accomplished. That's for sure. And amazing what they have done for sports. Exactly. You know? Look at the look at the numbers we get these days. I mean, they would just blow the minds of people who were playing the sports way back in the day. Like, wouldn't it be cool to bring Babe Ruth back now and see how he hits? Yeah. Think he'd be good? I mean, I'm sure he'd be good. Do you think he'd be epic, or do you think he would be more more regular? No, I think he'd be epic. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because he got the eye hand eye coordination. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, probably right. I, mean, I think you know. For a I guess the, the question comes: Can Babe hit a curveball? You know, that's or that's he, where I was going to go with can it. He hit a splitter. Yeah, or a screwball, <laughs> or yeah, a slider. Yeah, those ones that he didn't see back then. So, don't know. Uh, speaking of pitchers, I was very happy with who won the Cy Young Awards. I think this yeah. did a huge boon. We to called. Baseball. I think we called those. I, I'm, I'm, we called Degrom. Yeah. I think I called Snell. Yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if I went with Snell. I think I I, I, think I don't I, remember. I think I went to Verlander. I think you did too. I think, yeah, you're right. I did go to Verlander. There's a lot of backlash on Degrom getting that, saying about you know the, the lack of uh, the wins, the ten wins that he had this year. Well, both of them. How many wins did Snell have? Twenty one. Oh, he had twenty one. Yeah, wins. yeah, I was gonna say he, he had, had a lot of wins. Most, yeah. most wins, best ERA. And yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know he had twenty one. But yeah, I, I think I think he won the triple crown or came close to it. I so. think he, he came close. I don't wow. think he won it. Yeah. But I, I know there's a lot of analysts on but a bunch of different first, networks. That first time that both pitchers were under a two ERA, I think. Yeah, something Man, like that. I didn't know he had twenty one wins. I'm twenty one and five here. for Tampa Bay. Wow. What's a, Talk about a, a breakout a, season, huh? Yeah, a guy on a bad team like that. Holy smokes, that's amazing. It's like Granky, you know that great year or Lincecum, you know, and they had those great years for the bad teams. So very cool. Very happy to see Snell and, and DeGrom win. I like yeah. that, the, that the writers association said, no, we're going to vote for the best pitchers, yeah. not the ones who happen to have the best situations, which is how you get wins. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, you could Bueller had a great season and he only won. I think a lot games. of people would argue some of these awards though, because should you be on a good team? Shouldn't your team have success if you're one of the better players on it and you win one of these awards? Like, that's the argument, I guess, right? I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, you know? Well, the, de- the um, devil's advocate with the Grom is, is if, if, he, if he gave up one run, the Mets couldn't, couldn't score a run yeah. to actually win a game. But what Nate's talking about is there is that argument of if you are you the most valuable player to your team, if your team doesn't win, is not successful. Right, right, right. How how important? Yeah, to you? me, like Mookie Betts, he won the MVP. It made sense to me because they were he was on the best team with the best, and he was yeah, the best, best player. player. Yeah, best player, and on the that's best team. why that's why they won, right? Like, yeah, I don't understand how a guy on a really really bad team gets the award. You know, like the to me. Uh, I guess it, you have to be able to carve out certain situations. Like, and this is one, I think. I think your question is, it, do you, are you awarding the best player or are you awarding the most, uh, I don't know what the hell that was. That was car start? Dump, that dumpster. Was dumpster. Oh, somebody's, <laughs> somebody's dumpster diving outside. Yeah. Uh, that would do that happens every day here. In fact, I sometimes go out there and I just put stuff next to the dumpster because I know somebody will grab it. I mean, it's always gone by the next day. And I've seen people like rooting around in there and I don't think they even live here. I think they just drive around to dumpsters, look for stuff to go sell in like pawn shops. There are people that do that. And I mean, Hey, if it's your side hustle, it makes you money. That's the other thing I read this this morning, actually. I was reading an article, and it talked about how – it was talking about like ways to make money or save money or whatever. And it said you know, you need a side hustle. Side hustles are the rage these days because it gives you supplemental income that can actually get you to where you need to be. Yeah. The average side hustle, people are making about 700 a month. I am like, dude, I need to find a side hustle that makes me that kind of money because every side hustle I do, I usually end up losing money. So it's like there's got to start be selling a way. yourself, dude. I, no one's going to buy me. That's the problem. Otherwise, I would, man. I'd be all about it. For the right price, they would. <laughs> I, 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 you got two nickels to rub together? I'm your guy. I think there's a fetish out there somewhere that fit, fits your niche. I yeah. can't fathom. That's true. You just got to find the right market, dude. Right? Yep. Yeah. Dude, But hey, for 700 bucks a month, 
I'm I'm pretty wide open. So, you know, let, <laughs> let's let's see what we got. But, well, let's uh, see. At five bucks a day, <laughs> you could probably. Well, I'm not making my seven hundred dollar side hustle. It's got to be seven hundred bucks. But I thought, man, if I could make seven hundred extra bucks working like on the evening or weekends, it'd totally be worth it. Because you can't do that with jobs. Because any yeah. kind of a part-time job you get that works those kind of hours is going to pay you ten to twelve dollars an hour. Right. You're going to end up raising your income to a, the next tax bracket, and you're end up going to be working for free. So, I can't figure that out. But one of these days, I'm going to. I'm going to find an online side hustle or something. Somebody was telling me you just got to do sales, and I'm like, yeah, but you have to have capital to buy the thing that you're selling, and I can't buy anything. So how can I sell something? Mm. But so anybody, if anybody has any ideas out there. Uh, I wish I could find like uh, like podcast producing or something, you know, and get paid for that. But I don't think anybody pays for that stuff unless you're talking about high level. So yeah, you're, you're talking about high end podcasters. I did apply for uh, doing uh, podcast producing for um, City of was it Westminster or might have been Commerce City. Anyway, they had they had a weekly. Uh, podcast, I guess, about just the city, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, it oh. makes sense these days. A lot of people do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at even the, the guys with their own sports shows on ESPN, they have a side podcast. Yeah, that always surprises me. Like, like Schler talks about his podcast yeah. all the time online. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're, I think you're, you have to, you know, but you're live announcing football games for, for, that guy is busy. Fox, you're doing radio show every morning with Evans. You're doing analyst analyst stuff for uh, Fox Fox Sports. Yeah. When the heck does this guy sleep? He's a busy dude, and and, I mean, I can't imagine how many flights he must take a year. Dude, he must fly twice a week, three times a week, four times a week. I think, I think almost every other day. That would be horrible. What kind of a life would that be? It would be, be weird. I guess it depends on the person, though, because, like, I'm not good with flying. I don't enjoy flying, and I usually, after I'm done with the flight, I feel kind of exhausted, and I need time to recharge. But, I mean, I like, when I fly with my boss, dude, he guy is on his computer working during the flight, paying for Wi-Fi just Michael? to work. Yeah. yeah. And then when we land somewhere, and it's like, oh, after dinner, it's like, hey, you may want to go, like, should go to a movie or go to this or go to that. Oh, I'm going back to work on the something or other. And it's like, my goodness. I mean, how do you have that kind of energy <laughs> after a flight? I know. I don't get it. I don't have enough energy just during the normal work week to like, yeah. get up and enjoy my job. No kidding. Just getting up in time is hard. Oh, man. It just goes to show you people that have that natural energy. I don't know yeah. if they know how much, of a, how much of a benefit that is. And I remember one person was telling me, no, it's all about lifestyle, about how you eat and what you're exercising. And it's like, not true. Yeah. Because when we were kids, these people had tons of energy and I never did. And we ate the oh, same food did. and we did the same activities. <laughs> No, it's just you just have a different metabolism, and it's just it's just a luck thing. I, metabolism I, and personality, you know, I think personality is a big part of it. I right. was I was late every day my senior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being late every single day in my sophomore year because my dad was always late getting like getting me to school, and I, we lived on the other side of town, and so it just drive me crazy until I actually got a call from the principal to my dad saying we're gonna probably have to give your son Saturday school next week because of his high level tardies. And like, I think they were calling to say, do you know that your son's tardy all the time? And my dad said, I'd probably have to go serve that because I'm the one who gives him a ride to school. And so the principal went, Oh, well, in that case, you know, we're not going to give him Saturday school. If, if you're, t- if you're saying that it's your, you're the one reason he's late, you know? Yeah. But I was like, why can't we just leave five minutes earlier every day or 10 minutes earlier? <laughs> and of course I sat on the opposite end of the classroom near the back so I had to walk in front of everybody in the middle of the walk of shame right through. Imagine doing that every single morning 
for like eight <laughs> months straight. That was hard to do. And of course, the class, Spanish too. Nah. So people are rattling off stuff in a foreign language, and you're walking in, and you're all flustered and trying to get comfortable. And then you, and you sat down, and there was a test waiting for you, and you're like, okay, we got two minutes left. I just got here. You know, doesn't matter. Exactly. It's kind of funny to think back how the different teachers that you would have for, like, Spanish or French and how differently they spoke. Like, I had one that was from Mexico, and he spoke Mexican-style Spanish. And I had another one that was from Spain and spoke Castilian-style. And it was really like different dialects. Just yeah, massively different. And then they wanted you to kind of mirror them, and you're like, well, I, I this isn't what I learned last year. Well, it's the same instance um, up in uh, up in Boulder at, at Angel Pines, and then Spice. It was uh, you know, Lofi, our, our maintenance guy, was from Chihuahua, and the guys in the kitchen were from uh, Zacatecas. Uh-huh. And I asked Lofi what they were saying the one time. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, different. he's like, they're not from where I'm from. That could take us. That's a cool sounding town. It was an Aztec, huh? Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Sure sounds that way. Zacatecas. Zacatecas. Yeah. Like, uh, and the kid I had up in in Vail was from Mexico City, and he was the most Americanized one out of all the the uh, yeah, Amigo the kitchen city. Yeah. yeah. I would guess yeah, Mexican City is probably the closest. To American yeah, that they would yeah. have in Mexico because they probably get a lot of influence from yeah, the guys and stuff. That, the guys that are kids, they were from like the countryside. Yeah. yeah. I want to figure out like how long would you have to drink Mexican water to like not get sick? And once you got there, I don't think that it would happen. Well, the people who live there, they're, they're not sick all the time, are they? No, but they've been doing it since they were born. Right, but I'm just saying, like, how long would you have to live there and drink it before it would be, you would get past it? Maybe I, three months? I don't know if you can. Really? Yeah. I would think you'd build up antibodies at some point. You think? I, Should we guessing. import some Mexican water and do a little test on Mark yeah, right. over here? Well, it, well, <laughs> not unless we've got enough to pay for Mark to be at home for four weeks. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. He's sitting on the toilet and, and leaning over the, the bathtub to do Montezuma's Revenge. You're going to have to bring yeah. in some Daraprim. Yeah, exactly. Put a seatbelt across that throne in there. Oh, <laughs> Just dude. hold on. Oh, the explosion. <laughs> um, but I was thinking, because we have a coworker and her, her sister-in-law is a very recent uh, immigrant to the United States and her teeth have a lot of Brown on them. Well, is she English? No, Mexican. Oh, Mexican. And it's the water though. It eats the enamel away. They don't have fluoride in their water. Right. Yeah, but it's not, that's not, but there's something in it that eats the teeth away. Fluoride is a nice protectant. Yeah. But this is the actual water has some kind of contaminants in it that eat your teeth away. But and the fluoride part is also part of the, what cleans the water. Right. Oh, I see. Like that kills a lot of germs. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they put it in ours like to help also like coat and protect and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is part of the deal, but it's also part of the cleaning agent. Okay. Because yeah, so. it was amazing to look at her teeth. I mean, and it was such a sad thing because she was really pretty. But man, her teeth, it was like, whoa, what happened? And I thought she was, a, I actually asked her, I was like, did she have like a meth problem? She's like, oh no, that's just water in Mexico. Like that happens to everybody. Like, oh, lots of them when they come here, if they can afford it, they get their teeth like Done. colored over, basically. Yeah. yeah. Or that's why they get, get a the, little bland grill. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, dude, what a horrible like. But then that makes you think about like Games of Thrones and stuff like that. It's like, oh, so those things are going to be accurate looking. Those people would all just look just dingy and nasty, and you know, oh, they're all but they're all gorgeous. That's you know? why they get the Brits to act of those parts. <laughs> What's in their water is what I want to know. Nothing good. No. <laughs> oh, nastiness. Uh, Manny Machado. So 
he actually said, uh, you guys probably Wait, remember we, this. Yeah, yeah, the awards here? We're going through them. Uh, Bets and Yelich won, obviously. Oh, yeah, the, MVP. The, yeah, the MVPs. We, I think we all picked that. Yeah. Yeah, we all picked that. I know we got Bets. Yelich, I think we were kind of like, was it either going to be Yelich or no, we thought Arenado was like a possibility. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty hard Yelich. Yeah, I'd be much all Yelich, but Arenado was an outside possibility. When he had such a good second half and yeah. the yeah. team went to the playoffs and then they beat the Rockies and makes it hard to – to go with Arenado. Oh, so just to put this on here before you mention what Machado said, uh, Philly's president and the general manager has said that they are willing to spend some useless and frivolous money this offseason. Just to put that out In there. other words, Manny Machado would be a good fit. <laughs> yeah, he's a great player. I mean, the guy's obviously an amazing hitter. Even though it stressed me out every time I would watch him actually bat because the bat sits on his shoulder so long. It does. But he's got that lightning speed. He, he's quick. He's got he's, the quickest hands. I've yeah, I just say his wrists are so quick with that thing. Yeah, it just reminds you of Bonds. You know, yeah. just wait till the last he second. He does to it swing. on defense, too. Yeah. You watch him field, yeah. and man, he gets that ball out of his uh, glove fast. When I used to take, because uh, when I played baseball, you know, Younger years, obviously. I used to use like a 36 ounce wooden bat and do 100 swings a night and 100 swings a morning with the damn thing. Just to so, try and get your, your yeah, strength yeah. up. Strength up. And yeah. then your bat speed up. That's what I used to do. Yeah. Get a 36 ounce bat. And I was, you know, at, at that age, I was a little, I was, I was 5'8, you around 14, but I was like maybe 5'6, a buck 40. Buck 40. Wow. I couldn't imagine being a buck 40. <laughs> like it wouldn't even exist. <laughs> Your just, pinky finger just, away. Just, I'd, just, I'd, just be organ, I'd just be a pile of organs, you know? We'd have to tie you down when the wind picked up. <laughs> a pile of organs. But, uh, you know, so Machado, I guess, you guys remember that play in the World Series where he had that hit and he was jogging, and then it turned out <laughs> yep. that it, it was actually in the ballpark, and he only ended up getting, like, a single out of right, it. Right, right. triple. And he said, oh, I'm just, not your, I'm just not your Johnny Hustle type or something like that. Charlie oh, Hustle. Oh, it, no, he said Johnny Hustle. Did he say Johnny yeah. Hustle? Okay. I thought it sounded kind of odd, too, but I think it's, he probably doesn't know the expression that yeah, well. he might not. Charlie Hustle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it gives you a wonder of, you know, boy. how much is your heart into I mean, his heart's into the game, obviously, but, you know, you got to be willing. That, that's the perfect example when you got a single, which should have been a triple. Well, it sounds like you're playing for you and not yeah, for your team. and not for your team. Special players have special rules, hmm. and that's how <laughs> – that's how Mr. Machado is playing the game right now. Yeah. Hey, I am a special player. I can do whatever I want. I want to stir up the waters a little bit, say some things that are shocking <laughs> to get te- to get attention. Yeah. I want, yeah, I want to be in the newspaper, yeah. and I want to. Well, look, he was buried in Baltimore for how long? Yeah. <laughs> a long time. You know, yeah. four years. And you know, there's no press coming out of Baltimore. No. No, but they had a couple of good years with him. Boy, they, they had that one year with him and Chris Davis, mm-hmm. and boy, they yeah. looked real good. Back when they had Britain and they had Hand or whatever it was, mm-hmm. yeah. they were playing really good they had some bullpen. Good, yeah, they, they did. Had some they good, did. Good pitching yeah. and hitting. Yeah. But anyway, I, you know, just, I mean, I, 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 I kind of wish he would stay on the Dodgers because it's just another great bat to have, but I, there's no way they're going to pay him that kind of money when they've got so much talent in the minor leagues. They're like, ah, we're looking for a long term. Somebody's going to pay him. Yeah, I guess it's not the Yankees because Cashman was kind of like, uh, yeah, he kind of hustles kind of important. Not that he didn't say they wouldn't sign him. Right. But I think he just, if he were to go to the Yankees, I think he just lost $20 million off of his contract to go there. Because they're going to be like, oh, we can't pay you if you're going to say stuff like that. Yeah. You know? No. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It would be kind of annoying if they got Machado, though, because Machado and Judge and Stanton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not even getting into Sanchez or Gregorius or, you know. Gardner or whoever else they have on that team. Who's their third baseman? 
Uh, Andahar. Oh, I don't want to get rid of him, so he's going to keep him. What about who's the guy that went back to the minors and came back up and went back to the minors and came back up and was pretty good? Torres. Yeah, Torres. So that's a, man, that's a lot of talent on that team. Why would you even bother with a Machado? I don't know. I'll be I'll be pulling, I'll be pulling for your boys. I'm 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 hoping. I mean, there's a there's a huge possibility they get Machado fit. and Harper. It's a is good really fit. what they're talking no about. No way. They're, they they there's people say they can pull the money off. Boy, that'd be like $550 million. For two guys. Because yeah. Harper is best friends with one of the guys on the Phillies. I think it's, it's Hoskins is one of his really good I friends. I think it's a better chance of getting Harper than they do Machado. I think so, too, but I think Machado might fall in line. Because I think Machado really wants that win after being in Baltimore those years. Yeah. And the Phillies have so much young talent there. Yeah, he'd be a good fit in Philly. Um, I think they'd whip him into shape pretty quick. I mean, who else? Who else do you really think would be a suitor for him? Realistically, I mean, I think, I mean, I think Atlanta. You've got to consider, although yeah, he would probably to. play third there. I think he'd probably be best at third. Yeah, most places. I mean, he's a better shortstop. Yeah, right. But he was a he was a gold. Where do you win the Gold Gloves? Third or short? Which third, I, wasn't I, it? I think third. Really? Yeah. yeah. Although he a, might he might have won fielder. he might have won one at each. He's pretty he ridiculous fielder. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm Angels. I think were a possibility. I Angels, thought, um, I could see that. I don't. Yep. I don't think they'd pay for him, but I think he would fit in well with the Mariners. I think they need that big middle of the bat guy. Could I don't add. see him spending the money though. I don't either. They don't, they don't seem to ever do that. Do they, they? If they really don't, it doesn't seem like very yeah. rarely. Yeah. yeah. So Angels on the West Coast, no, not in Arizona unless they were to trade away Goldsmith. But I, I don't think Machado would go there. Um, well, who does who plays short and third for them? They have Lamb at third, who's a pretty good player. Yeah. Shortstop, is it still Owings? No. I don't know it's, who played shortstop. Uh, it's a no-name. I forget the guy's name now, but he's not a hitter. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I, I, guess I just don't know if I, – I don't know that Arizona Manny could fits jump in there. His, uh, their team philosophy or personality, I guess. Yeah. But you know, who knows, right? You can, I mean, you change your, your personality to fit your – you know, to fit what you got. Yeah. Tech the Rangers probably they can afford it, but I don't think he would go there. I don't but think he, he wouldn't go there. They yeah, they're not gonna win. Yeah, so he wants to go if, somewhere. He wants if, to win right away. I'm not really. You think so? Yeah, yeah. You think he does? Huh? Yeah. After I being think, after being money. in Baltimore and some of those really does. Yeah. I mean, I think hmm. you know if it's if it's Yankees or you know Tampa and what, they're gonna give him the same amount of money. I think he's gonna take the Yankees. You know, right. Every time. Right. So I I don't I, know. I do think. I, now probably they won't spend the money, but I'll bet you he would sign with the Marlins if they were willing to pay him because of the area. I think if the Mar if it was two years from now, it would be a good fit. But the Marlins are in the middle of tearing down. Oh yeah, right, right. So well, I think but you could also say that they now have the the cap space. I guess. I mean, if you but, kept, yeah, why sign somebody if you, you kept real Mudo and you know tried to you know, I boy, there are so many pieces away. So they are. To me, yeah, and their, their minors aren't, aren't that great yet either. You know, they're just yeah. and you would certainly the hope that they are by next year because why else did you trade away Giancarlo and you traded away uh, Yelich, Yelich and you traded away Ozuna? Yep. And they're the talk is they're going to trade away both uh, Real, Muto. Real Muto and what's it Bohr, the the yeah. first baseman? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or did he or did he get traded already? No, I don't uh, think so. I didn't. I don't remember getting traded. Yeah, he might be a free agent though. Ooh. That's highly possible. And they don't have like any pitching. So it's just like, None. what did you get for all these trades, you know? Minor league prospects. 
basically. Yeah. And that's what I mean. The, the key to rebuilding is is building your miners up to a power yeah, they got, level. They, and, they definitely got some prospects. Yeah. yeah. They in the Stanton trade, they got a guy that's probably one of the top, you know, yeah. five or so. And just speaking of trades, this is a different sport, but can't remember the player they were talking about. There's some big time like quarterback. Oh, Russell Wilson. Is apparently on the market. If if somebody wants to trade, for, you know, if if they can find the right deal, right? But the word is they want three number one draft picks. Now Russell Wilson's a free agent at the end of the year, or maybe no. it's next year. Yeah, it's, it's next year. I mean, it's would, not. It's would you, not this year. Would you trade three first round picks for a guy who's about to become a free agent? I'd consider it. Boy, I would. I, he, I can't imagine a single player in football outside. I, of, I think since 2015, he has actually the most touchdowns in the NFL. I just saw that stat two days ago. I that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he had a great year last year. Yeah, or was it two years? Two years ago, he had an both, amazing I mean, year. Both years, really. Last year was pretty good too, though. Yeah, but uh, three number one draft picks. Your, hey. your top pick for three. I mean, years. if you're a quarterback away. That makes sense to me to make that yeah. trade. So you're saying like if it, if it's three like t- number one picks that are all like 23 or above or 25 and above or something. Well, yeah. I mean the the biggest thing is they got to rebuild that defense. That defense is just and hard. the offensive line and the offense. Yeah, they got a lot of parts they need to rebuild. I mean the Packers isn't a really good test to to see how good Seattle is. I mean they yeah. were four and five going into that game. I mean unless you think that you are right on knocking on the door of a Super Bowl. I'd trade any player on my team who was over the age of 25 for three number one draft picks because, my God, that's – I mean, that, that's, you can rebuild your offensive line in yeah, three years. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be really interested to know what the percentages of and, like, actually what does hitting on a draft pick mean, okay? Does, so if, if the guy's a, a first-round pick, does he have to start within a year for you to count that as a guy that's, like, a hit? No. I would say any number one pick could have a whole year on the bench or a year of just spot playing before they became the, the number one guy, okay. the starter, unless it's a top five. I think yeah, top but I five wonder what, be playing right what away. do you think the success rate is of, of picking a guy? Okay, let's just say that we set the standard at you by year three, you have to be a starter. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many how many first round picks do that? What percentage is it under fifty percent? It's got to be. Well, they they say getting on. No, I I think the stat I heard is getting a successful first round pick is a fifty fifty option. So that makes a lot of fifty. That makes sense to me. Half of them are bust. When you look at the the overall first round picks, half of them are bust. Half of them are good. This has always been my outlook on a trade on a trade like that. So, yeah, you're trading – you're probably mortgaging your next two years if you're doing that, right? If you're trading away, you know, three first-round picks, man, that's a lot of capital. But that being said, if you're getting a player that's transcendent, you know the guy can play. Mm-hmm. It's a guarantee, basically, I mean, other than maybe an injury, you know, the guy coming in and, and having success. To me, it's worth every penny especially if you have that team around him already, you know, and he's that missing link or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I think that you saw that with Brett Favre and the Vikings a few years back, you know, they were, they had a great team, but they just couldn't get a quarterback in there for like two or three years in a row. And finally they're like, okay, what are we going to do? And then the whole Brett Favre thing happens. The guy comes in really, they probably should have gone to the Super Bowl, you know, but 
whatever. They, you know, that was kind of the example that came to mind for me. You know, well, I'll tell like you what, plugging dude. a guy now, in. Didn't they, didn't they sign him? Because he was a free agent, wasn't he? Yeah, they signed him. I'm just saying an example of bringing a guy into a situation, not necessarily through trade, but just like oh, oh, gotcha. just adding that piece to an already you know, ready puzzle, well, basically. It just happened this year do. with Khalil Mack. I mean, Khalil Mack is the transcendent player that you're looking for in the draft, and yeah. the Raiders already have him. Now, that's the one example that I can think of that worked, or is working. Is working, He yeah. has changed their defense. Yeah. They're now a dominating defense mm-hmm. because he has become an ultimate quarterback disruptor. Yes. And so he has changed the opponent's play in that stadium. Yep. And then their offenses, and then they, they suddenly found out that Tariq Cohen was an extremely talented player and better than Jordan Howard. You know, that's made a huge difference there as well. Yeah, that was through trade. Mm-hmm. So that was a trade. They, they gave up. Did they give up three first-rounders or two? Two. Two, first-rounders. two and a fifth. Two. The two, and I think they swapped fifth. I think they swapped fifth. Yeah. yeah. So, see, that's about right. To me, and, and the Raiders pick, have a lot of holes. But that's a defensive player. That's a yeah. defensive player. Uh, this is what I'm yeah. talking about a quarterback. Well, I'm just talking about a player. Period. Is yeah. a player worth three first round picks? Yeah, I would say that he has come close to being worth three first round picks the way he's played. Khalil Mack. Yeah. Okay. So then I think you could argue that a quarterback is worth it. If if they change your team that much, yeah. If it was like a Peyton Manning, I would say yes. And I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I was a big Russell Wilson fan when most people like you know poo pooed him, but I I wouldn't trade three first round picks for him. Yeah. I just I mean Drew Brees. There's no he was a free agent, I guess, but mm-hmm. boy, he turned that franchise around. Yeah, you know. Well, he was a trade. No, he was a trade because was it a trade because Saban passed on him because their guys said that his knee wasn't up to snuff. And they took Culpepper instead, and then the Saints went in and got Drew Brees. From the Chargers, remember, because the Chargers had drafted Eli and then traded for Phillip Rivers. And that was also Drew Brees was coming off the shoulder surgery. Yeah, that's so right. Nobody knew if he was going to make it or not. But but Phillip yeah. Rivers hasn't been a bad player either. So, I mean, he hasn't no. won a Super Bowl. Well, no, Bowl, but you got to think that they had both. So I they know. traded away one of them to get a whole yeah. bunch of, of capital. Which they did, yeah. And they did. They had that, that that year with Marty Schottenheimer, and they should have gone to the Super Bowl, and they were amazing. And then they brought in Norv Turner, and Norv Turner showed every year he was there that he's basically Don Mattingly in baseball, which is he cannot coach a team to save his life. He's, he's a great coordinator. He's a fantastic coordinator. He's All the really, talent yes. in the world. He is really good coordinator. I'll, Shoot, was I'll he the coordinator for the Rams when they had those big time greatest show on turf? Was that him? No. Was, that, was, it, was March the guy? Mike until, March was the offensive until whoever coordinator. Left. Who, who was their coach? Uh, 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 Vermeil. Yeah, it was Vermeil. Right. Yeah, Dick Vermeil. And he cried again when he retired from that team, and then he went on to coach the Chiefs. I kind of forget where he he's coached Vermeil three, three teams, right? Eagles. I think he Eagles, coached Rams, Chiefs very short and then for a short time, and I think they got Holgram after yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Amazing to see all these guys hop and skip around the league, you know? Yes, it is. Yes. All right. Well, do you guys want to do the trivia? Oh, well, real quick though, uh, did you guys see the Marlins' new logo? I did. No. Does it not look like a nightclub? It does. <laughs> All I thought when I saw that was, it looks like a strip club in Vegas, kind of. You know, I didn't even see that on the notes, and when as soon as I saw it, I'm like, boy, it looks like a pull it up club. Pull it up for me. Okay, it's like neon light. Yeah, I read about it, but I didn't see it. Here, I'll pull it's it up. Not, for I'm not you. saying it's not cool. The colors changed a little too, right? A little bit. They got yeah. rid of the orange. Yeah, it's just the teal and the black, basically. Well, it's just a line of each. And then all, it's mostly black now. Okay. 
At least the one that I saw. I don't know if they've made a final decision. Interesting. Well, uh, so trivia question, guys. What is the largest crowd to ever watch an NFL game live, preseason, regular, and postseason? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, it looks like a Miami nightclub. I'm sorry for for everyone that can't see us right now because we're not vlogging. I mean, it's cool. It's, I we're like the show that. in the Marlins. Yeah, it is cool, but it looks like it looks like I should be uh, sipping thirty dollar uh, cosmopolitan. So uh, in South Beach, right? yeah. What yeah. is that? A red or like a? I can't it's see. Red. It's kind of red, red teal. Pink. <laughs> red teal. It's kind of cool. I don't, I don't think I realized the first time I saw it that those were uh, was the treads on the baseball. I thought it was just like a wig. Yeah, no, no, no. They put the uh, they put the seams on the baseball in there. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I, I mean, I like it. Yeah, it's definitely Miami. It's I can very, tell you that. Yes, it's very Miami. It does it's very Miami Vice. If you remember <laughs> Miami Vice. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can see this being a Jeter thing, you know, being like, no, no, no. We got to we gotta capture the flavor of our city. And, yeah. and this Marlins logo is not the, the, does not say Miami at all, yeah. you know. I don't even – you know what the Miami Marlins old logo said was Disney World, to me anyway, yeah. you know. And maybe that was the point at first. It was to make it kid-friendly and family-friendly. Family fun. Hey, they've been around like for a it. while, and they've actually somehow pulled off two World Series, which no one will ever understand. Yeah. I mean, holy cow, how do you uh, do that? And then just, I mean, hey, would you be okay with your team selling off everything if it meant that every uh, seven years you end up being winning a World Series? Sure. Well, yeah, I'll take six bad years and then a World Series and yeah. six bad years and a World Series. Why every, not? every time. Heck, yeah, yeah. especially if it means you knock off the Cubs. And right. So, anyway. All right, so back to the trivia. Yeah. So I know the answers to all three because I already knew the answers to all three when he put the first one out there. <laughs> I, I oh. saw the answers of all three when I looked them up. I just yeah, put he, one on he there. Saw, he saw <laughs> the answer. So, Nate. Okay. Let's look, go to you. Uh, well, geez. I, now, for everyone you don't first, get right, it's going to cost you $25. Yeah. <laughs> geez, I don't have $25. Uh, so, the first thing that came to mind for me for the regular season was that it had to be a game that was not in the U.S., because those other countries have big stadiums. That's a so good thought line. I, yeah. I thought maybe Mexico, because, the, you know, Mexico City has that, whatever, 100-some thousand people in the Estadio Azteca. Yeah. And then uh, I assume, like, Wembley Stadium is probably pretty large as well. So I don't know if they fill it, though. So I, I don't yeah. know. I would have to say, like, that Raiders game a couple years ago, last year, the year before was the record for the regular season. I can't remember who they played, though. Um, preseason, let's go with, again, it was probably in some weird stadium. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, you know, the big house. Then it happened there. Michigan, okay. That's the Detroit and uh, Minnesota. Uh, postseason. That, the big house is Michigan, uh, Wolver- the University of Michigan's football stadium. And it's big. Yes. So is is the last one is it is that postseason or Super Bowl? Uh, it, it's let's just go Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, the biggest Super Bowl, huh? Well, I mean, I'll bet it was the New York City one, the Broncos one. Broncos lost to the Seahawks. That'd be my bet. Okay, that's, I mean, that's what over I got. three. Over three. But, yeah. Okay. But it, it was a your good your attempt. Line of thought yeah. on the first one is actually more accurate to the preseason. Okay. Yeah. That one was in Mexico City. Okay. Yep, that was the preseason one. It was in uh, 2000. 
That was the year they opened the Cowboys Stadium. Oh, no, no, no. That's regular season. Regular season. That's 2009 for regular oh, season. Oh, I don't know if you're asking. I, no, no. I was saying preseason was at Mexico oh, City. 94. 94. That's right. Where it was um, the Rams. No, it was the uh, Cowboys well, was, and Oilers. Cowboys and Houston Oilers. That's right. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Cowboys okay. and Houston. That was 94. That was about 100. And, do you have the number in front of you? 110? Uh, 112,376. Yeah. And that was the Estadio Azteca? Yes. Okay, yeah. so I had, yeah. It was, it says Mexico City, so I'm guessing that's, it's, that must it's, be there. Yeah, it's that one, because they it remodeled is. a little bit to get the down to... Uh, okay, so yeah, definitely yeah. had the right thought process. Right thought sure. process. Yeah. Now, regular season was the, the uh, billion-dollar pig pen that Jerry built, so 2009 opening day. When oh. the Cowboys opened you remember that it up. first game? Remember they had it on ESPN and yeah. made a big deal about the largest HD screen in the world or whatever? Yeah, and, the, and, the, the, and the punter hit the scoreboard. Yeah, right. the punter hit the scoreboard. <laughs> so that, that's the regular season one. Okay. That was 2009. And how, many, how many was that? 90,000? 105. 105, because what they did in that one big old, in one of the end zones, there's this is what happened with the Super Bowl. I think they put bleacher seats in for that okay. game to get it that big. In the Super Bowl, they put in, like, seat seats. They overestimate how many seats they could actually put in up there, and that was the whole melee with the Super Bowl of people not actually having a seat that had a ticket. Because they put bleachers in for that 2009 game, I think, to get up to 103. Uh, And then for the Super Bowl, they actually had to put a seat there and not a bleacher seat. I think that's what happened. And now the, the Super Bowl, and this is before they remodeled, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, and it was the Again, Rams the versus right someone track. else. I had the right line. Rams of versus there. Steelers. Steelers. I think it was 103. Yeah, 100, almost 104. 100, almost 104. At the Rose so Bowl. at the Rose Bowl because that Dang held it. over you know, 100,000. That was going to be my second choice. Yep. <laughs> now they remodeled after, that uh, a little Michigan. bit after. I think in '94 they remodeled that to make soccer work in there for the World Cup. Um, and that's why the attendance now has gone down to about 97,000, I think. Yeah. It was a sell Barely there. even worth selling tickets. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Makes you wonder how much they make just off ticket revenue. You well, know? figure it out. I mean, you could figure out a pretty rough cost, right? I mean, well, I just, I, the I, average to, ticket to price is it. what, like 250 bucks maybe? For a Super no Bowl? Idea. Or just oh, for like a no, college game? I was just talking about like a regular season game. Super well, Bowl, it's probably 40? the average price is probably five grand. Well, I can tell you this. I More mean, than that, even. I'll just go off of real quick Beaver Stadium. Uh, I'll give you an, a number here. So there's. Who's Beaver Stadium? Penn State. Uh, what do they call it? Beaver Stadium. So football, you only get eight games, though, right? You only get eight home games. Yeah. yeah. So there's 107,000 seats. I mean, we, without knowing, without knowing, you know, the liabilities or costs, you know, I mean, so they make about four million eight hundred fifteen dollars a game. Times that by eight. If that and at what price? Forty five dollars a ticket. Okay. So averaged in the middle, considering students tickets are yeah ten bucks a piece. I think. And so they bring home how much? Uh, thirty eight million a year for the season. Yeah. How much overhead? You think oh, they, oh, they got a lot of overhead. I can tell you that. Probably 17, 30. 18 million. Oh, you think it's the only 17, 18? Well, I mean, it depends on what we're talking about, but, yeah. you know. And then there's off-season maintenance, but, I mean, that's when the concessions come in. Right. And 
you know, I'm sure that they do the same thing that movie theaters, right? It's like if we can make off of our $75 bag of soda, if we can make 300 bucks each time yeah. and we're doing what 70,000 sodas a day and probably probably 45,000 beers. Ridiculous what they charge for a soda. My god. Yeah. Oh, it is. I mean, how about the fact that just water bottles, like if you want to buy a large Dasani water at the movie theater, it's 4.75 at that uh Flatirons movie theater. You're like, it's water. And then one time I actually had them say to me that they won't they won't Does it have it? like a soft entry at the I bottom won't. of the bottle. <laughs> I mean, well, I actually, one time I brought my own bottle of water in with me, and I was like, I even took the lid off, and I was like, you take a drink or smell it if you want to. It's not liquor. It's just water. And they, like, didn't want to let me in with it. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay $5 for water. I'll just go fill this out of the damn fountain if you want me to dr- dump it out here. Yeah. You know? It's just like, come on, guys. You're Please. basically playing 474 for the bottle. Yeah. You know what I remember is when Brian, uh, one day when we were all, we were still working up at NCAR, and uh, he went to this club. Right. It was, I, I don't know if it was the church, but it was one of the clubs downtown. And he had, he actually wasn't drinking because he had to drive home. Okay. And so he decided to get a water. And he showed me the water when he got home. And it was a fancy water bottle. You know, the one's like the square looking water bottle that has like the like fancy lid stuff. Fiji waters or whatever. Well, but it was like, no, it was like more fancy looking, like ambivalence or whatever, you know, like had like a stylized, yeah. like, yeah. you know, holder and stuff. But you see, $9. And it wasn't even a lot. It wasn't even a lot of water, and you're just like, my, I mean, just, you know, why does everything have to be a ripoff? Man, that was probably from the Virgin Springs of the glacier in Untouched by Man, Uzbekistan. Wow, Uzbekistan has water. Guys, probably do right. All the mountains. Let me give you some uh, college updates here. We're the early games. Penn State at zero zero halfway through the first. Florida's up fourteen. 2-0 on Idaho, halfway through the first. Mississippi State, 3-0 over Arkansas, almost done with the first. End of the first quarter, Alabama 7, the Citadel 0. End of the first. Kentucky's up 14-0, halfway what? through the first. And Maryland is up on Ohio State, 14-3, halfway through the first. What was the score of the Alabama game? 7-0, end of the first. That's it. Yep. They're taking it easy on them. They're not covering that 56-point spread. My question is, is Tua playing, or did they decide to sit him? Right. Oh, get all the starters. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, he's you. playing. He's three for four for six, 60 yards and a touch. Hmm. Of course. And his rushing one crazy. carry for 16 yards. So, yeah, he's playing. Interesting. Interesting. By the way, if any of our listeners out there want to call in, you can reach us at 929-477-3204. And if you happen to be playing Red Dead Redemption and you want to give me tips on how to make money, I'll take it. I just started playing that game, and I've heard that having additional funds is a helpful thing uh, for, I guess, getting saddles for your horses or better weapons or or what have you. So, can you hunt in that game? You can. I've already done that, and that's one of the first missions was hunting deer. So, don't you make money off of that? Yep, you can sell those. Yep. So hunt more. I'm I'm going to, but I know there's tricks to make lots of money. So gotcha. Why work the nine to five job when you can when you can work the uh, pass through <laughs> corporation? So right. As for uh, the NFL, unless JP, unless you wanted to do your picks right now. Yeah, I think Nate's looking over his uh, his his lines right gotta, now. Yeah, I'm gonna um, up here. You know, this is kind of weird. My uh, my upset did not actually get in there, but my lock is in there. Um, so basically, we're going into week twelve of the college football season here. 
Um, the big game today is obviously number 12, Syracuse, 8 and 2 versus number 3, Notre Dame, 10 and 0. Played at Yankee Stadium. Game's 2.30 Eastern on NBC. Since Cuse has lost to Clemson on 929, uh, Cuse has scored 40 points or more in every game. This is going to be a good game. I don't see Notre Dame running away from this one. And it's going to be a somewhat neutral crowd, even though Syracuse is on the opposite side of the state of New York. So we're looking for a good game on this one. The nightcap tonight is number 24, Cincinnati at 9-1. and one. At number 11, UF, UCF at 9-0. and oh, UCF is still protecting that 20 two-game winning streak, um, longest in the nation right now. Uh, So look for a good game out of this one. I don't know if Cincinnati has the firepower to actually take this one to them and beat them at home at UCF, down at UCF, I should say. Um, Even though UCF did only beat Memphis by a point, I I see UCF game day was here today taking that one. The Citadel at number one Alabama, there's no line. Two is playing. Obviously, he is. They're only up 7 nothing. Uh, oh, I did that one twice. Uh, number nine, West Virginia versus Oklahoma State. I have this as my lock. Um, Real Greer continues his march towards Heisman greatness. If he can pull it off, um, he already pulled off a great win against Texas last week. He, if he does it this week, now everybody says this is a trap game. This is my lock of the week. He says this is the trap game because they have Oklahoma next week. So I have West Virginia going out. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. It might be a little bit more right now. Over under at 73, I said take West Virginia um, winning outright, or plus or West Virginia covering the point spread, and pick the over in this one because I could see this being a 49-42 to 42 game. Uh, my lock of the week was going to be – or not my lock, my upset of the week – 16 Iowa State at 15 Texas. It's minus two and a half. Um, Iowa State's playing on fire. Uh, I like Iowa State to go down there and beat Texas in Texas um, and cover that two and a half point spread. Iowa State, I think, has rambled off five wins in a row, including a couple big wins uh, that they absolutely needed against some top pick powerhouses. Uh, like I said, with Will Greer, he is now third place. Kyler Murray of Oklahoma is in second. This is how I said when, Mark, you asked me for a wild card for uh, the Heisman. I said, well, Will Greer's going to finish up with um, basically Texas Tech or Texas, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma. And if he wins in those games or has unbelievable showings, boy, I tell you what, he's going to vault to the top of the Heisman race. And right now he's in third. But I, if, if Tua stumbles along the way somewhere, um, and right now he's stumbling against the Citadel. Um, and if Will Greer beats Kyler Murray next week, you know, Will Greer is going to jump at the top of that list because the, the Big, Ten, Big 12, I should say, sorry, um, their conference championship is the top two teams. There's no division. They take the top two teams and play each other next week, which it might be West Virginia playing Oklahoma again. So next week is the conference championships? No, 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 no. Oh. Next week is rivalry weekend. The week after is the conference championship. Close. That close. And CU needs one more win after going 5-0 and to get bowl eligible because they're sitting there at 5-5 five and five playing Utah today. So They I, need six wins to be bowl eligible. I saw the, like an article saying that like McCarthy, or, uh, uh, McIntyre was done, that he would be gone after this. And then now he's like, I'm not going anywhere. And, and so it's like now I don't know. 
was that just like was some of that was that just rumor mill talk or it, you can or saying if you didn't make well, if you don't make a bowl put after it, put it this way. when you start out five and zero oh and then you wind up five and five the rumor mill is going to start talking no matter what you do in college sports so. But I think it, I, I, I thought it came from like Adam Schiffer or one of the you know higher up kind of guys. Well, it happened and then it just kind of died off. Well, and you know the the higher ups up there went a lot of fire under McIntyre's ass too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about it. I mean, we were just five and zero and looking great, and all of a sudden we're five and five. Yeah, boy, what happened? Uh, they ran up some. T- that, I mean, Arizona they got their 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 Heisman quarterback back that was you know a preseason Heisman favorite, and now Arizona smoked them. And then you look at USC, they never. They've never beaten USC since joining the. They actually never beat. They kept USC. that one kind of close. They did keep it close, but it was closer at the end than actually right. the, the game. Right, was. I remember. Yeah, um, that was hard or, to watch. Oregon State. They gave up a twenty-seven point lead. It seemed like the offense kind of carried them early in the season. Am yes. I, am I correct yes. about that? It, so it did. It did. I feel like that for whatever reason. I don't know if you know coaches have figured out now that they had tape on it and it was easy to kind of game plan for now. Well, and they had and the they, number one receiver in all of football. Yeah, for that no, first five weeks, I, I think. I know they yeah. did. Yeah, but I, yeah. so I think McIntyre just maybe hasn't adjusted, you know, and ha, you you know you've got to be able to adjust and yeah. uh, which could be McIntyre is one of his problems that you know over the years he you know even when they went and played in the uh, Alamo Bowl. He did not make good adjustments yeah, in that I game, got, and they got I, smoked. I mean, I got ago. to know the guy a little bit being around him, and I, he's definitely the type of guy like stay the course, <laughs> you know, like this is our plan, let's stick to it, you know, and like if we try to stray from the plan, it's gonna all go to shit, you know, and I think that's his mentality, which I don't think it's a bad mentality. That's not no. my mentality, but I. I you know, I think that's kind of what where he's coming from. It's like and when hey, you're when you're with a college team, you don't want to make a huge changes all the time. Because, no, I agree. You know, we see what happens to pro players when they get five offensive coordinators in five years; they're terrible. You know, but after a while, it's hard to get people to buy in if things aren't going your way. Yeah. So, yeah. That Oregon State uh, loss, I think, might have been might have changed the trajectory of the season. I know that they yes. weren't undefeated anymore at that point, but to be up that big. I remember watching the beginning of that game. I turned it off. Oh, well, I, I was like, oh, that's I, I actually went over. I, I actually went out and did some grocery shopping going, boy, this is a blowout. And all of a sudden I looked at my phone. I'm like, huh? You're like, wait a minute. What do you mean they <laughs> lost? <laughs> it's like, it's like, I mean, they, how could they have possibly lost that game? I was like, there's no way. And then you're like, oh, shit, they did lose. So it's a shame. Did you have anything else you wanted to cover for college, or are you wanted to roll on to NFL? Yeah, let's roll on to the NFL. I'm just putting – I don't know why this didn't um, put my Iowa State-Texas pick in, because I put that one in last night or this morning, and it didn't update it on the website. So I'm just putting it in sure, now so people – JP. So everyone sure. can see. All right, Holmes, are you ready for your uh, picks of the week, or uh, do you need a little more time? No, I'm ready. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to kind of look at what we did last week, actually. I can't remember the score – JP, look up the Cowboys score for me from last sure. week, will you? The Cowboys-Eagles game? Yeah. And the Cowboys won by a uh, touchdown? No, I know, but I can't remember what the final score was because we had okay. an over-under of 43-and-a-half. I know we and were one missed, in, right? We were you, one and two four, four, and the other. Because I lost that one and you won that Sports. one. So you took the overs, right? Okay, so yeah. you want to know the the Cowboys, Cowboys-Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. It was 27-20 Cowboys. So forty-seven. Yeah. Okay. So we had the over in that, right? Pretty sure. Oh, yeah, it sounds right. 
Let me here. I got it right in front of me. Give me just a second, and then we'll go into the into this segment here. Uh, yes, we had overs. So okay, so we did go two and two last week. Uh, so that's still you know we're still floating around about a thousand dollars in the bank account. If you're following with us, we're we're trying to just kind of weather the storm here, I guess, and go back into our winning ways. So my first pick of the week, guys, we've got Tampa Bay at the New York Giants. And I know I typically save my over-under bets kind of for the uh, the big bet, but uh, I'm going to go with the over in this game, 52 and a half. I think we're going to see a lot of points. I think Eli is going to have his best game of the season against a terrible Tampa defense. Uh, I think we're going to have some quarterbacks battling for jobs in Tampa. You're going to see some offense there. So I think we're looking at a good uh, 65 points in this game. Uh, that 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 situation. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so Pittsburgh minus six at Jacksonville. For some reason, people still are not buying into the fact that Jacksonville is just not very good. I don't know why. Uh, so that, to me, six that... points at home, that seems like a lot to me. Do you think the defense is the fault or the offense, or is it just the whole team? The I de- think the whole team. <laughs> I, the whole team, but the defense is really, really not playing well. They've I had mean, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and Jalen Ramsey has not up. said a word <laughs> since he made all his comments. <laughs> yeah, they. On his back. Well, yeah. you know they they've had some injuries too. So I mean, you know, it sucks when you go down from. A lot of times there's a big drop off from your first tier guy yeah. to your second tier guy. Sure. So uh, that being said, Pittsburgh is a six point favorite on the road. Now we all know Ben Roethlisberger and kind of his, you know, his troubles on the road. And especially from a fantasy perspective, we always know he just doesn't do well on the road, especially against I, I think the fuck it's a perfect arm here. And uh, I think you've got Pittsburgh going into Jacksonville they are rolling right now. No more Le'Veon. They've gelled. <laughs> They're coming together. The team is playing tough. Roethlisberger is playing some of the best football of his career. They're going to steamroll Jacksonville. Double digits. So we'll take Pittsburgh there. Then we've got uh, Philly plus nine at the New Orleans Saints. I went up to nine. Yes, that's the current spread right now. I just looked it up. So plus nine. That is a huge spread to me. I, even though the Saints are rolling and they're the hottest team in the NFL right now, that Philly defense is still Super Bowl caliber defense, I believe. So Dar- Darby is out. Okay, Darby's out still. I still think Philly's defense keeps it in, you know, keeps it close. I, I mean, I think New Orleans wins the game, right. you know, by anywhere from three to six points, but I'm going to go with Philly covering. Okay, finally, as tradition has it, we're, we've got the uh, crazy Monday night game of Kansas City at L.A. We oh. couldn't ask for a better matchup of two just crazy good offenses uh, coming together. I so, am so thrilled to be on vacation and be at home for that game because I will be drinking <laughs> from start to finish. It's going to be fun to watch. Treat that game the way it deserves to be treated. Well, I think this is the highest over-under in the NFL in like 20 years or something like that, JP, I heard. Uh, wow. 63 and a half is what it is Ooh. currently at. Uh, 
and we're yeah, I, I mean it's it's incredibly high. So it is. But we're taking the overs. Uh, <laughs> to, to me, that's only five touchdowns each. They can do that. Yeah, it just makes you think of that. What was that game that you and I watched live? Oh, Vikings Rams. Uh, the they, only they thing did that, didn't they didn't they hit sixty four or sixty five? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think. The only thing I could see this happening is that if they have sustained drives, right? Like if they're just having success, just taking it down the field. But I think there's just going to be some big plays. You know, they're both just explosive. And, you know, the Rams are a little better on defense, so they should win the game. It's at home. That's what, you know, I'm not going to bet on the spread. If Gurley and Hunt take over the game, then it could easily be, you know, just not just run too much clock. You know? Yeah, it could be twenty five to you know, twenty two or whatever, but sure. Doubt it, but yeah. I'm gonna go with the overs. So that's what we got for this week, guys. I think we're we're gonna move into at least three and one, four and oh type situation here. So what do you think about um I mean, what do you think about New Orleans? I mean, if you go their last few weeks it's a good team. They look like a Super Bowl team. The teams that they've beaten is what's impressive because there are some teams that right now are in the playoffs or have good records, but you look at who they played, like the Chargers. You're kind of like, well, you didn't really beat anybody yet. You know, like, yeah, you've got a great record, but you didn't beat anybody. So maybe you will. Yeah. But again, let's see you do it first and then we'll get excited. Whereas some of these other teams like the Rams or the Saints, the Saints, especially, they have knocked off some powerhouse teams and they've lived to tell the tale. And I tell you, the way that New Orleans started off as a questionable defensive team. Remember Tampa Bay? And yeah. Magic just Fitz rolling Man. on them. Rolling in there, throwing five or six touchdown <laughs> passes. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. In, the sec- in the second and the third week, they gave up a lot of points. Yes. But, boy, a- ever since the Cincinnati game, they don't allow much of anything. And I, I don't know what's so different about the team, but, man, th- they're my pick for the- to win the Super Bowl right now. I mean, obviously, things can change as, as you go through the next, like, five weeks of games and things change, but – Boy, I still like the Rams. I think, first of all, they have to beat the Rams twice in a season. Who that's going to be tough to do. Yeah, that's that's you know? really going to be well, tough. And especially if they don't have home field. But right now they're tied. Right, yeah. they're both one loss teams. Yeah, but New Orleans has the tiebreaker. Tie right. So right. so if, if New Orleans is at home, I think they can do it again. But I think they have to be at home. But well, let, let me yeah. throw some numbers at you on the Monday night matchup real quick. Just right at the first t- stats here, points per game. Kansas City 35.3, the Rams 33.5. Points allowed per game, the Chiefs 24, the Rams 23.1. Total yards uh, game 432.6 for the Chiefs, 459.4 for the Rams. I mean, I mean, how close is, are they comparable? To each other? How yeah. It's wonder, ridiculous. Though, don't forget, Cup is out. Cup's gone yeah, for the rest he of the is. year. That's a big change to that team. That guy was a big time. I mean, the, the having him and Woods and mm-hmm. Cooks is a dynamic with, and then having Gurley in the backfield. Now you can they suddenly are, say, "Oh, deep, we don't though. have to, we don't have to double cover two receivers anymore." Mm-hmm. I honestly, not to take away from what Cup has done because he is a talented player. They are deep. There's going to be some guys that can that'll show up now. In fact, if we do get any time to do fantasy, you know, we should take a look at some of those receivers from the Rams that are going to have to step into uh, that role now. But, uh, man, there's just going to be a ton of points scored in this game, guys. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be super fun to watch. You're going to see some fake stuff and some, (laughs) you know, some end arounds and possible reverse or flea flicker. It's going to be a fun game. 
the best bet that you make that hour the one that I like the most is the Philly plus nine because it seems to me like Philly should just get their ass handed to them by New Orleans. That Philly's just not in sync. They're not a bad team, but they're just not in sync. And I don't think they're going to get there in time to the, the, the biggest blessing they have is they play in a division where it'd be possible to win that division with a bad record. I kind of forget if Sproles is back. No, nah, he's he, still he, a couple weeks out. Well, he was back, but he re-injured the hamstring the oh, second practice back. Okay. Yeah. How many games has he played this year? One. Just one. Boy, his yeah, his whole career kind of went that way the last like three years, it feels like. Yeah. Like it, when he plays, he looks great still. But he just it's so rare that he plays. Well, I think he got hurt in week one last year. Now, is it does he get hurt in practices or does he get hurt in games or is he just brittle? He, he's well, he's small. Uh, yeah. We all know that. And he's older now. He's older now. Right. La- I mean, last week he ended. He pulled the hamstring and broke his his wrist or arm in the same play. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then he, he was 100% healed from the hamstring that he pulled first game of the year, I think. And then he pulled it in practice again. It's almost like the Saints knew that he had reached the end of his going to be able to survive history. Yeah. And, and shuffle them off at the right, at just the right moment. Not that he didn't have some good games for Philly, yeah. but I don't know if he's had a good season or not. I don't know if he's played well, very long. I'll tell you what, I like the fact that uh, they put Golden Tate right back there. To, I was uh, start, just going to mention uh, Golden Tate. Yeah. I was just going to mention Golden Tate. I think, you know, he's had a couple weeks to kind of absorb the playbook mm-hmm. now. Um, he He's going to make that everyone around them better. You yeah. know, I mean, that just drops everybody down another level, creates a matchup for you know yeah. a tough matchup for opposing teams so i don't know and to me peterson is such a good game planner in game that he is going to keep that game like really philly hasn't got blown out in a while can I, that i can think of uh no so, i'm pretty sure they let me i don't know the defense to me keeps it close yeah. and then new orleans <laughs> d has played well but i think philly makes some strides this week carson seems to be getting healthier I do, uh, again, I, we'll see what happens. <laughs> in fact, their biggest loss was to the Cowboys, and that was seven points. All the other ones are six points, two points, three points. Yeah, so right in line with what I, you know, they, yeah. they don't lose by many. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's, that's you're right. They, they really don't. Yeah. I mean, a seven-point loss is their biggest one on the season. Boy, they are a yin-yang team, too, because it's basically win-loss, win-loss, that's win-loss. That's exactly win-loss, what it is. <laughs> it really is. But, well, I, I, yeah, I, I think next year they, they can make a run to be something impressive. I just think that, you know, I think, you know, we talked about, you know, with other players as well, but, you know, coming back first after the injury, getting your timing down, you know, it takes a while to get to that point where your timing is all spot on. And I yeah. just don't think they really have a chance to get it done, you know, without having, without having been really play enough of the preseason and the stuff like that. They just didn't have time. Well, I think the, the, the biggest hurt is Jay. Uh, going down in the backfield, and now it's they, they can't seem. They say that it's, it's going to be Adams as the bell cow, but they can't seem to pick a running back. Right, you know, because Clement coming well, off that never, quad they, injury, but they never wanted to have to pick a running back before. They loved having a four. They they, they they did, except they're not getting the production. There was, there was they're not getting the production. They they always lean toward two guys, and they're leaning on three guys now, and they're not getting the production. Too diluted. It's too diluted. <laughs> I feel like, and I don't know how you guys play, but when I played football, I had to be in there. Yeah. Trying to, like, go in for, like, one or two plays. Well, I mean. You weren't going to have a lot. lot Biggest example, Adrian Peterson. DeMarco DeMarco had to get the carries. Adrian Peterson needs the carries. Yeah. You know, he can't go in for, take take two plays off, go in for a play. He's not that type of running back. No, he needs a rhythm. 
Yeah, you have to yeah. get it. When you're running back, because I was a running back, you had to get into a rhythm. Once you were in a rhythm, you were in a rhythm. Yeah, I was too, <laughs> man. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I had to get a, get it going, you know. Like, give me some carries, man. You know, let me feed me the rock. You. Yeah. Well, I think that's why that fire and ice or thunder and lightning only works if you've got players who can do that. Right, right. Where, you know, like, remember in Tennessee how great it was when they had uh, Chris Johnson and Lendale White mm-hmm. for those like two seasons when it actually worked. Yeah. Man, they were fantastic. So that's a guy that has like nine kids from eight women. Yeah, something uh, like that. Travis Henry. Has oh, that. Travis Henry. <laughs> that's who I was thinking of. Travis Henry. Like, why would you want to keep having kids? Or are you just not thinking ahead? Like, was there an over under set on that, and he was placing the bet? Maybe, yeah. Maybe he was like, "Dude, I'm going to beat the overs, man." Yeah, I'm, this is one thing I can guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly beat something. Oh, hey. well, it's like with uh, with Sean Kemp, right? Same thing. He had however many kids with how many different women. The same thing with Spreewell. Yeah. And it's like, I guess I wonder if these guys really think forward to the fact of, you know, what you're making millions of dollars, but now start realizing that. Every woman that you have these kids with <laughs> is another house million. that has to be as good as yours <laughs> because right because the living situation has to be the same at both partners' house even if one of them has to fund both. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's like, I mean, obviously you're probably not thinking about that when you're 24 years old and making money. Hell and have, no. Every single woman you meet is like, oh, I'd be happy to take that dick. So you know, I'm sure that they're probably like, oh, well, I'd be happy to give it to you. <laughs> you know. Well, how many people? How many? How many women did Wilt sleep with? Twenty thousand. Ten thousand. Ten. Ten. Okay, yeah. I, I was a bit over. Which is, I think, somebody was doing the math on that, and it was, was like, it ten or maybe it was twenty. Maybe it was. Jeez, it was a lot. I just remember that somebody did like a math calculation on it, and was like, well, that means he had to basically sleep with a different woman like five nights a week for like twenty-two <laughs> years or twenty-six <laughs> years or something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was something crazy, and I was like, well, you know, probably. I mean, if you were famous back in that, especially back in the day, yeah. Probably could. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, if you just walk into a bar every night. That's and, what you wanted to do. You probably could, yeah. That would be kind of fun if you could just walk into a bar and basically take your pick. <laughs> you know? Be nice. Yeah. These days you'd go to a club and who knows what would happen to you. You'd probably lose a kidney at some point. Well, it's a, well, it's a still double <laughs> meeting well, there. Still. Yeah. I mean, how do you think the you got tripod? the game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much fun it would be to be great at sports. Oh. <laughs> Just would be, I like like when I watch someone run who's athletic or any, really do anything where their athleticism is on display, and you're just like, it must be so much fun to actually be able to do those things. Well, yeah, I just, I mean, just just to be able to run easily, I would to me would be just an amazingly fun thing. To like when you see the people who run effortlessly and they're and it looks like their bodies were made to run, you know. And you're just like, wow. I mean, I run because it's good for your exercise and stuff, but boy, I mean, I'm just a clunker. You know, I'm I'm like a car with square wheels trying to get around the track. So, <laughs> like the car, like Simpsons, where he uh, drives away with, <laughs> with the, the boot, boot. <laughs> 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 and then he's drilling it off with the, like, the boss says you're fired. I'll get him. That's one of the best Simpsons episodes ever, too. Yeah, because like the whole it's family has City, a great right? Aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Homer versus yep. New York. And uh, the, so just the real, part real, they have all the, every, all the family has a great time except for Homer. Right. Real quick, at eight twenty-one of the second quarter, the Citadel is tied with Alabama seven to seven. Dude, I, I, it's not going to happen. But what, wouldn't that be the greatest upset? Wouldn't that just be awesome to watch? To <laughs> oh, see that'd be the biggest lose? upset ever, probably. I'd yeah. say it would be. That yeah. would just be awesome. I mean, and I would have so much fun razzing my friends that are Alabama fans. Oh yeah, just dig into them. <laughs> 
Roll Tide. You see Roll Down Tide. You see that awesome commercial with the old folks home, and the one guy like trips up the other guy in a walker. Yeah. <laughs> he's an Auburn fan. This is like a Roll Tide. There's oh. been some good ones lately. Geico has some good ones too. Always. So Thursday night. So what do we think about the Packers? I mean, is this is it time to break that team apart? Because it sure looks like it to me. It looks like Aaron Rodgers is a waste of of talent. Well, and they're 0-5 just... on the road, the first time since 79. I mean, good Lord. And this is like three years coming, though. And I mean, yeah. I know they've made the playoffs and made some splashes and stuff, but they were not and, good going into these. And Aaron Rodgers was hurt last year. We have to remember that. Right. He's, hurt now, but he's hurt now, too, yeah. but he's looking pretty damn good. Uh, it was I mean, weird, man. The end of the game, I mean, it was Aaron Rodgers' time. And nothing. And he didn't, no get, it, he didn't get it done. Yeah. It was yeah. bizarre. It, exactly. Well, like you say, if you're hurt, you know, and especially we don't know where he's hurt, but yeah, something's wrong. Well, his but knee, isn't it? The the injury from the first week. Yeah, yeah, it still him. is. It's right knee, I believe it is. It's right knee. And now he took off the he took off the brace, right? Because he got tired of the way the brace made him feel. But maybe that's leading to less stability, and maybe at some point here we're going to find out that it keeps weakening the ligament until it tears, or it's and, already torn. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you wouldn't think they'd let him play if that was the case, especially with. Are they are they still in the can they win that division? I mean that division's kind of lackluster. Um, right? I mean they're only Minnesota's like two games out. back. So yeah. they're Chicago, four, they're four five first, and one. Right? Chicago's in first at what six and three? Yeah. And where's my where's the Vikings at? They're five three and one. Yeah. Oh, they are five three yeah. and one. Okay, so they picked it up a little bit. And they play each other this this week. weekend. That's Sunday that's that's football. one of the big games. That's Chicago yeah. versus Vikings yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow's gonna be a fun day of football. Man, I hope I do well in my betting. <laughs> It'll ruin it. But well, you also have the Texans and Redskins. They're both division leaders. Yeah, you know, at six well, and three. Apiece. And you know, JP, you and I in our two independent leagues, my mine for my Oregon league, and you for the Fanatics. I think this week is a lock up a playoff position week. Now I know that you're not locking up the bye because you've got Rignard with the same record. Same record. But right. I think you can lock in a playoff appearance. We need some big and performances. So. If, I, if I win this week, I lock in the bye. Okay. If I excited. if I lose, I'm in trouble. That's like that's all I can say. Yeah, my <laughs> loss last week might have put me out. At the top six, make it. I'm in seventh, so I think I'm in eighth. <laughs> I think I'm right behind you. Yeah. But you've got the tiebreaker because you beat me. Yeah. But we haven't played our second game yet, right? No. Is that this week? Or next week? Or no, I'm playing Pete this week, and of course oh, I Pete's changed my well. tight ends at the last minute, and he, Graham got me too. Oh, oh. I did that last week. I, no, I, I mean, not that Jesse James gets anything, but right. I had him in there, and then I took him out. Of the I had Eve Ebron with the Colts, and every fantasy expert out there said there, he has no value whatsoever. So I put, Cook, I, I, I put Cook in. He goes for 27 points. In the first I half. The same problem. In fact, it was hilarious. I scored 171 or four points in my Oregon League, my good team. And if I had left in Andrew Luck and Ebron instead of Jack Doyle and Cam Newton, I would have scored 200. Yeah. So, but I mean, I still won, so it's not like it matters. But that's crazy. It's four, crazy to think. Two, I think it was two weeks ago, my CBS League, I had four running backs, 22 or higher. Wow. Yeah. Well, Philip Lindsay, in, in, Chubb, Fournette. We've got, we've got one minute, just real quick commentary. What in the world happened to Carmelo Anthony? Like, what, what, what the hell happened what in Houston? In the world, 
Mello just doesn't fit in the system coming off the bench for them. They lost the, the Rockets lost too many players. They lost two players, and their names are going to elude me, and I'm not going to look them up because we don't have time. Uh, Mello's not gelling with all the Rockets. They look horrible, even though they just beat Golden State. Um, yeah, that was a weird win. But yeah, yeah, it, they're, it was. they're not even in the playoff There's, run. Yeah, they're, they're – they're, yeah, yeah, it's, it's early, it's but only, it's, it's not a mix. They're, they're it, looking to get him in the right place is right. when they're well, going to – I mean, he's gone from Houston, but – He's not actually gone yet. They're actually looking to give him the right spot, but he's gone. He's he's not playing. And uh, boy, fifteen games in. I know it's only fifteen games in out of eighty, whatever. But boy, that different than normal. Yeah. All right. Well, we're out of time. So thanks everybody for tuning into the show, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving this week. Offensive out.